on this episode of the Star Wars Time Show! Matt and Nick return for another deep dive into the world of Ahsoka, starting with a narcissistic celebration over how spot-on their predictions have been so far. They'll then learn you on episode 4 and what is really going on with Ahsoka during its closing moments, because you all are reaching and fan-writing some wild theories. After Ahsoka 101, they'll move the show into their episode 5 pregame preview and prediction segment. They even have a juicy young Ahsoka rumor to chew on. Of course, the show will end with the question of the week responses and the latest round of top highs. I was had on Punch it, Chewie. Hey, now, everybody. Welcome back to the Star Wars Time Show. Yes, I know. We were talking without the mics on. That was on purpose. Nick was finishing a story, and I am not rude. I'm only rude to him when we're broadcasting the show. That's when I cut him off. <laughs> not, not beforehand, when we're having our pregame. I let him get his thoughts out. But once we get going, it's time for me to dominate the mics like some of you accuse me of doing. But hey, welcome back, friends. We are here. We are ready to party for Ahsoka S1E5 tonight, but before we do that, obviously, we'll give you the full gamut of an episode of the SWTS, just in case there's any noobs around here. If there are some noobs, you know what to do. Let's hit that sub, like, share, comment, and do it again, everybody. You know, I know all you fandos are always like, yeah, we're here, we're here to help you, and every week, I look at my videos and... Maybe one or two of you leave a comment. So, you're liars! You're a bunch of ne'er-do-wells. You blow hot air up our asses. Let's go. Take the two seconds. Leave a comment. All right? Don't bullshit me. You guys know who you are. You gals. You're in the Discord. I see who interacts in the spoiler channel in between shows, which if you want to join in and talk Ahsoka... With myself, because I know if you listen to last week's broadcast, the predictions coming out of my pie hole were amazing. So I understand why you may want to uh, mingle with me in between showtimes. Your best way to do that is through Discord. Find the link, Instagram at StarWarsTime.show. But all you motherfuckers in there, I know you're looking at stuff. Click those damn video links and take the two seconds to leave a comment. Because all you do is reinforce that I'm a, I, I, I am a useless windbag who is wasting his time doing this shit on a weekly basis. All right. Thank you. All right, Nick. So before we get into that stuff, do a little pop culture talk. Got my fat ass out to the movies last week. Yes, I'm still wearing the sling, but I had a good update. I actually, uh, the only reason I'm wearing the sling right now is because I had it off all day today. That's right, friends. Contrary to my pessimistic being, I got a good report last week from the doc. He's like, dude, you're fucking Wolverine. I was like, I know. <laughs> I'm short. Not that fat anymore. I'm hairy. Don't have that, you know, the nice hair. But he's like, your bone is healing faster than normal. So, hey, what a novel thing. Someone Very that nice. eats well 
exercises, mostly takes care of himself. His body responds well to injury. Isn't that fucking crazy, Nick? It's so weird. It's like if you treat your body well, it actually can do some pretty amazing things. So the shitty part is, is uh, I'll be out of the sling by tomorrow. Nice. But I'm not allowed to lift anything over a pound for six more weeks. And I can't lift my elbow above my shoulder, which I've already fucked up over the weekend playing cards with the neighbors and cheering and forgetting that I'm not allowed to do that. So did you get a little shock of pain when you did that or was it it all okay? It was a little bit more than little. Yeah, it was. a Oh, fuck. I emailed my doctor Saturday morning like, dude, this is what happened. What do you think? And he said, listen, if it's if it hurts really bad on Monday. Yeah. Come back in. Let's see if you. Uh, unfused some of that wet bone, but Ooh. luckily my wet bone is still intact. So, uh, yeah, it's fun. But the, the the thought of six more weeks of essentially being an invalid and not being able to get back to any sort of real rehab, uh, not ideal, but I guess getting out of the sling is a win. So, yeah, glass half full, guys. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, hey, S- it's sweet. positive. It could have been that you had to stay in the sling longer. I mean, right, right. It's a, yeah. oh, a win is a win. It's a, definitely take it that way. A win's well, a win. I wish, I wish I could feel that way, but I'm still sitting here like, motherfucking son of a bitch, I should be playing golf this week, working out. My left tit, Nick, has turned into like a bag of meat. Like, uh, there's, the, like there's still atrophy. some, mu- yeah, there's still muscle in there, but it's just, it's all like mushy. And it's like I have a real female breast right now. So if anyone wants to come over here and cup some, I'd say I'm upwards towards a B or C. Maybe chew on my <laughs> nipple a little bit. I've got a perfect female breast right now on the left side of my body. All right. Woo. Okay. So that's good shit. But like I said, before we get into Ahsoka time, because it's going to be fun. Because, you know, I, a, a, a lot of you, Nick doesn't partake in the, in the festivities post-show. He's very serious. He likes to wait the day of, take his I notes. Saying, most of the time, I, I wait till day of. Well, I forced him. Yeah, I, I yeah. was like, dude, you're, you, you might want to just peek into this one. And some of your, some of the things you've been speaking are coming to fruition in terms of Lucasfilm deciding to release an episode in theaters to generate more buzz. So, uh, yeah, Nick's the man, but I'm like, you might want to watch this one before Tuesday. But like I said, usually, you know, Nick kind of stays away from the discord. We get in there and we play around. We have some fun. We, we shoot the shit. We lay down theories and it was great. Like last week, man, I know we're not supposed to be doing this, but it finally felt good to be in the Star Wars universe again. It, it, it was like, holy shit, where is this universal praise and and buzz and good feelings been from all you angry motherfuckers because i can assure you the star wars before ahsoka has not been as bad as most of you make it out to be and you want to stab your eyes out and kill your firstborn and jump off a bridge all that shit but ahsoka episode four just it was magical okay and it's going to lead into an even more magical episode in moments for fans tonight with episode five but it was nice to finally watch a star wars and it just it just feel like wow what isn't this refreshing to actually be on the internet and, and and read posts and interact with people and everyone is happy about star wars again uh it, it felt nice but we'll we'll dive into that more once we do our breakdown before we get to that, though, I, I got to talk about the movie I watched last week. I, I don't know if there's any Equalizer fans out there. I'm talking OG Equalizer, Denzel, McCall, right? Not, what's her name, Queen Latifah doing the uh, 
the 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 plus size version you know good for her but let's be real um and hey denzel doing what he does in these movies at his advanced age and larger gut is also silly but who cares it's it's movies it's fun so i checked out equalizer three and um it's fantastic it's like my type of just gory beat the shit out of people payback type of movie you know like you you fuck with something i love i'm going to fucking destroy you your family your kids your pets that type of shit nick you know what i mean like the opening scene and this isn't really a spoiler but it's just walking through this it's just chaos like a murder scene you got cleavers sticking out of people's skulls you've got shotguns and and, and eye holes being blown off it's everything a demented person could ever want. <laughs> Plus, you know, a little Denzel, a little mafioso action taking place in, in the in the mother country, Italy. It's just really good. It, it could be the best equalizer, if I if you will allow me to say that. I, I will say the the only thing they probably could have cut out, there's like a whole subplot with a uh, like a, an agent Dakota Fanning plays, and it's like, all right, I know you're trying to tie this to into the franchise like past characters the equalizer has interacted with but it was stupid just just stick to denzel fucking murdering people and, and that vigilante justice and you have a winner every time so i'm all nice. for it oh yeah look at this fucking our boy gregu's in here that that's that's Is worth celebrating right here greg hasn't been around in, in a bit but forever happy to see I, him back. You, you, yeah you gotta love the greg man it, it does it feels like a real star wars time we got connor's in here jared linda gregu jod b mad all kicking it off we got two tips last week nick i don't know what the fuck we're doing right maybe oh, i should shit. bitch and moan about it more pay well, us thank you. Thank you i'm to holding out my you. i'm holding out my, my tin cup come on pay me <laughs> pay thank me thank you to those of you who tipped you know what else uh, I watched? This is real quick. They cloned Tyrone with uh, John Boyega. I've heard that that's pretty good. It, it ain't bad. It, it, it's it's kind of neat. It, it's it's definitely different. Little definitely sci-fi, but with with a different flair to it. So nice, nice. Yeah. yeah, I I haven't checked that out. I was telling Matt earlier that I was actually over in his neck of the woods this past weekend. He lives near Columbus, but I was in Cleveland for a wedding. So. No real pop culture updates from me other than um, if you are a fan of like fantasy type of stuff, a la Lord of the Rings, uh, I would definitely recommend watching Wheel of Time on Amazon Prime, um, Prime Video. Uh, Season two is out now, four episodes in. They actually did a three episode drop initially. So episode four is the the second release. Um, If you haven't seen... Uh, season one, go back and watch it. Season two is cutting up to be excellent. Um, really good fantasy series. If you're a fan of the Robert Jordan books out there, um, my girlfriend Taylor has read all 14 or 15 of them, and she's a big fan of the series. So uh, that that's kind of like my pop cultural recommendation for the week. Uh, other than that, it was basically just me watching the Saints football game on my phone while I was in Cleveland because the only thing that you could watch there obviously was the Browns versus the Bengals game that was happening. So, uh, yeah, so wheel of time, check it out. If you are a big fan of fantasy and that that's not, they don't do full dumps there, right? Like it's one a week. No. Yeah. So other than the initial three episode drop, it is going to be an episode per week release. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's definitely on the list. Another one I haven't caught up to is I know Star Trek Strange New Worlds dropped a new season and that, that's complete. So that'll be bingeable once I get through the foundation season two, which continues to be kick ass. Uh, Lee Pace really is just like a human. All right. You know, I'm not into that mm -hmm. persuasion, but if I was Lee Pace is a guy I would have posters of in my in my room. There's no doubt. Yeah. His chest, dude, is like the size of his pecs are like the size of my head. Like, I don't even know how you do that. They're just he has like the, the widest chest back I've ever seen. Plus, he's good at what he does. He, he plays Empire, who's like an emperor that has cloned himself over and over and over through centuries. And he's just like a petulant child. But Lee just fucking nails that. Just, oh, just, Lee. OK, I, I was like. Trying to he, figure out, I was you like, know, I Lee know Pace, the name. Man, uh, yeah, he's he's Thranduil, right? Yeah, exactly. King exactly. Thranduil. Yes. Uh, yes. So yeah, that's, oh, where, that's where I know him from. Bango from, from the patrol car. He's looking for the Brazilian murderer in New York. That's <laughs> I like that. I don't know if you've heard that, Nick. Have you heard that? No. What's like, going I, on? I, I don't know the full story. I, I don't know if he really escaped from Brazil or, or somewhere in New York, but this like Brazilian guy essentially spider-manned himself up a wall out of the yard and has been on the lamb for a few days now just like breaking into people's homes and it's fucking wild so i know i know bango's out in the in the i think the new york city area so i'm assuming he's got his you know the the, the 50 wagons out nice manhunt oh, style i like it tuning in from the patrol car dig it nice 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 gregu says that Either he he's either saying that I should go to New Zealand and do the the Lord of the Rings tours, or that he's going to New Zealand and doing them. Either way, that is something that, that would I want to awesome. do. Yeah, because um, they really, do still have Hobbiton all set up with the little Hobbit hole houses and stuff like that. Well, I mean, fuck, dude. Just um, okay. So the dude was in jail in in the states. Yeah, okay. Mm. He stole a gun last night. It's nuts. Look, look it up, people. Like it, it's definitely a current event. It's kind of wild that. One dude escaped a prison and no one can find him. And he's just terrorizing uh, residents. So, yay, America. Fuck yeah. Ha, Greg's going. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, Greg, he, he can just take like a little dinghy over to New Zealand, right? I mean, <laughs> or I'm still, I, I, I still imagine it's probably a few hours flight. You know, when you look yeah, on a map, I never look at the key to see how far the little grids really are. But yeah, I guess it depends on uh, where in Australia Greg is located. I thought he um, mentioned he was on the Gold Coast, but who knows? Who knows? All yeah. right, okay. All right, Bango, Bango, a PA guy. That's that's probably why I like him and why he is drawn to this show. Even though I never lived in Philadelphia, that's where my parents are from. To this day, I have people ask me if I'm from East Coast, in particular Philadelphia. I never got to Pittsburghese because again, my parents weren't from there, so that's why you don't hear me the yins and. Yins and that and Dantan, Stillers, Pittsburgh. Uh, but apparently I sound like the East Coast, even though I've lived in the Midwest South for, hell, t 20 years at this point, which I'm fine. <laughs> the people in the Midwest, Nick, I'm sure you, you, you heard it. It's as vanilla and boring as it gets on all fronts. The way they look, the way they talk, <laughs> the way they dress. The Midwest is bullshit. <sighs> All I right. will say that the, the nice part about being in Ohio for the time that we were there is that we got to escape the, the 100 yeah. plus degree <laughs> weather. And well, I was like, yeah. oh my God, I, I can walk outside during the afternoon and not feel like I'm going to die. It's great. Well, you did. You, you picked the right weekend because if it would have been uh, Labor Day, you would have been like, fuck, I don't even feel like I left home because we were we were clocking high 90s. 
getting up to a hundy. So, yeah, I, I get you, Bango. I'll put that one up on the screen. He's right. It, it, there is a there is a certain I don't want to say, it's not even a chip on their shoulder, but people from the East Coast definitely are feisty. Uh, there's something to say for that. And, you know, a lot of times people want to blame the way I am on my father. And yeah, I I have a lot of poison from him, but after spending time with my mom down there in Hilton head and and seeing her deal with a customer service rep, I'm like, you know what? I actually think most of my like lunatic fringe, crazy temper shit comes from her. Cause she was like, I'm going to go down there and kill people. I'm like, Jesus, mom, chill out. We're on vacation. We'll get, we'll get it taken care of. But that, you know, that's how I am too. If you fuck me over, it's like, I want to rip out your throat. Even if it's over, you know, 50 cents, you're going to die. Like you are going to pay for fucking me over. All right. That's right. Tyler's down here. He's he's a Midwest hater, too. You know, if people born in the Midwest, I get it. You might like it, but I'm sorry. I'm a transplant from from PA, from Pittsburgh. And if you go look at my eighth grade yearbook, that's exactly how most of this world thinks about Ohio. And we're talking like 1993. Oh, you're going to be a hick. Oh, you're going to fuck goats. Oh, cow farm this cornfields that that's that's pretty much what it is still. But now it's like angry politics, Midwest, Ohio. So, yeah, awesome. Uh, all right, dude, let's go ahead and fuck up some Ahsoka because there's lots to discuss. I got all sorts of motherfucking notes from this episode. The ending itself, we could probably spend 45 minutes on uh, hopefully mostly correcting people because I'll tell you what, that's the other interesting thing with mixing with fans, Nick, right after a new episode of Star Wars is... You have to wonder if they have eyeballs and a brain <laughs> uh, because there's a lot of people like, oh, my God, Darth Vader's at the end. Did you see the lightsaber? Did you hear that? I'm like, what? 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 Just lighten your fucking screens, people. I put out a video for you. There's still people. Star Wars Theory yesterday is still like, I think that's. Darth Vader's lightsaber. It's like, dude, it's Anakin's fucking lightsaber. And for those of you that still don't believe me, shame on you. But Peter Ramsey, the director of the episode, did an interview with IGN. Is like, that is Anakin Skywalker before the fall for those in the back. Okay? You guys good now? <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people like really looked too far into like the 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 small uh ting of of vader's theme towards the end you know like obviously you know like you that's gonna play because that was the ultimate fate of anakin skywalker at that time during his life you know why it played then right it's like here here's how i can explain it at least how how i envision the creators you know from from the camera angles to the music to to how they act the the tone of their dialogue literally when she sees him she gets transported back to snips anakin And then the music serves to us to say she also knows deep down who that motherfucker became. Yeah. All right. It's not like Ahsoka just sees him's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, everything's great. She knows he that guy became Darth Vader and she still needs to come to terms with that. She probably feels a little bit of guilt, just like Obi-Wan did. They are everyone around Anakin thinks it was their fault. They need to learn that. No, this was this dude's destiny. There's nothing you could have fucking done. But the reason yeah. his theme played, because it it was telling us fans that 
she also in that moment is realizing like, oh, Anakin, but oh, shit, I know what you did. And yeah, you, know, you I'm tied to you now. And Balin thinks I am a part of this death and destruction you rot across the galaxy. I mean, it's a it's a it's an interesting scene and it's hard like it's hard for Ahsoka in that moment, too, because like you said, it's like the, the initial shock of, you know, what we are now assuming is the first time that she's ever encountered Anakin yes, in I, the force. You're right. You know, I, I think we can put, you know, we were, we were debating that on past shows. That was it. Like I, I want, I really want to dive into WBW. We'll, we'll get there, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is definitely the first time that she's seen Anakin in the force since their, their final encounter on Malachor five and, and rebels. Um, we know that, you know, she, in that moment is when she truly realized that, you know, the fate of Anakin Skywalker and that he became Darth Vader. So you have to figure that, yes, you know, hearing, you know, snips for the first time in in decades brought about this, this flood of incredibly positive emotion. But then also at the same time, as soon as realization set in, she's also like, wait, yeah. Yes, this is Anakin Skywalker, my master, who used to refer to me as Snips. But this is also the person who tried to kill me in the temple on Malachor <laughs> they, Five. Yes. And you know, the, you know, what what am I supposed to feel? You know, like wh- how how am I supposed to to go about this interaction? Because I don't know who I'm talking to now. It's like yes, it looks like Anakin, but then also the person who looked like Anakin ended up becoming the scourge of the galaxy for for thirty years. Right. So there's a lot of mixed emotion and a lot of probably confusion in Ahsoka at yes. that moment. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's very interesting uh, what, what's going through her head and, and what we'll see in the episode that's coming out today on the day that we record. Which is, is probably almost exclusively going to be these two for 45 minutes straight, I think. It could I, be, I yeah. think we, we take almost a, a full detour Outside of maybe a little powwow with with Hera's wing, but um, I, I'll save my predictions for the pregame. I'm just I'm fucking shot out of a cannon, people. It, it, like that episode just juiced me. It was beautiful, like beautiful to look at. It honored everything that that George ever based Star Wars on. Maybe even better than George and fucking self. Like those were some of the most beautiful lightsaber battles to ever take place in any Star Wars. They they were both slow and methodical, yet yet choppy and acrobatic. It was a mix of the OT and the prequels. It was like the best of both worlds. Uh, all the nods to Kurosawa and, and the pacing and the sizing up your opponents and getting in the position, changing your stances before you attack. That is fucking art. Star Wars art is what we watched. I guess we're in the review at this point in time. Mm-hmm. So Nick, I'm sorry. I usually let you go first, but like I said, I'm nuts. I'm shot out of a fucking cannon over this stuff. Um, it, it just, every, every scene in that episode had meaning. Even that opening scene where they tried to telegraph Sabine's failure at the end and why she would fail and how she can't let go of the personal stuff in favor of the greater good and, and how that's going to cost her and her team. Then you get into nothing but excellent Star Wars skirmishes. You know, seeing Sabine don the armor and fucking utilize her Mandalorian skills, thing of beauty. Watching her and Ahsoka together, now you see why Huang said what he said. Then they're separate duels. Fantastic. The way Ahsoka handled Smoke Boy, fantastic. 
The, the, the Shin and Sabine fight, fantastic. The Balin and Ahsoka fight, let me masturbate! It was as good as Star Wars can be from start to finish, and then you get that fucking end. Hell, I, I, I even forgot about the, the live-action ghost that made me, on the last day of the fucking campaign, spend $600 on the HasLab ghost. <laughs> And then, like I said, you have that end and you're just like, oh, my God, we're here. And they brought him in already. We were all expecting him. Episode five. No, he tickled our tits in episode four. And for some of you, you ran off into La La Land with, oh, he's Darth Vader. He's going to fucking kill her. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, what shows do you watch when you turn on Star Wars? Quit watching the show in your fucking head. All right. Yeah. The, the, we'll, we'll get to the Vader stuff soon or, you know, like once we go through the breakdown, but also like just based off of like Star Wars lore and history on how dark side force users are able to like persist through the force. It's not and it's not the same way that light side force users can light side force users can essentially like essentially have free reign to kind of appear and disappear where and when they choose to when they're kind of you know one with the force like you know like yoda and like obi-wan like anakin skywalker um but particularly for sith and dark side users their essence is tied to a particular place which is why you don't see you know force ghosts of Darth Bane or Darth Revan just kind of popping up wherever there are dark side force users. Their, their essence is tied to a particular area. And we've seen that kind of happen. And we've seen that canonized through uh, like Clone Wars. We've seen it through Rebels. We've seen it through comic books and in a lot of different mediums. So if there's one thing that you need just like lore wise and canon wise to say that this is not Darth Vader, other than what's already been said by Matt earlier and then by Peter Ramsey, the director, it is that dark side force users can't just that 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 are that have their essence yeah, caught they, within the force can't just no. pop up anywhere that they want Thank to. You. Thank you. Oh, you know what it was? It it answered our question, which form would he take as a ghost and it was the right one i mean he should take that form he should be in brown leather revenge of the sith anakin you know we we were like and maybe crispy you know going for the the funny angle but he by by then he was he was he was dark side so yeah yes exactly okay but like i said i i have so many fucking things to talk to this to young nick about the world between worlds how it's being used in this show We've got insights from Dave I dug up that I should help everybody that are getting paranoid about time travel in Star Wars. Don't worry. It's okay. It's not really time travel. He, he makes it pretty clear. It's a linear line. Linear. Linear, meaning you can hear voices from the past, present, and future, but you can't necessarily enter doors that you didn't enter yourself, meaning you can't break the timeline. We'll get there. But Nick... Real quick, BMAD brings it. This is another one of these points where I'm just like, people, learn your lesson, okay? I saw this one too, BMAD. There's a bunch of people out there saying it's going to be the brother from Mortis, that that's who is in the the WBW. I'm like, people, you really think Dave's going to go there in a live action show where he's barely even, like, I know a lot of people, oh, it's just Rebels. 
He's barely even given any of that backstory in the Ahsoka live action. You think he's going to get into the fucking Gods of Mortis arc in, in a single episode? No, it's fucking yeah. Anakin. That, Why is that, that so be, hard? Why is that so hard for people? It would be really difficult for them to... I mean, it's already very difficult for this show to cover Thank all of you. the lore that it has to cover <laughs> just, to, just to get to where it is. Um, not to mention, you know, where we're going to be going now that the Eye of Scion has gone off with, with Sabine in tow. That's going to be a whole other kind of story and lore time that you're going to have to have for, for casual viewers. I, I think that if you're going to try to... Well, one... If you're going to try to bring in the Mortis arc, doing it through an Anakin Force Ghost is a really bad way to do it because it's it was never established that he actually took up any mantle within the the trio of Force beings that that were on Mortis, the the father, the daughter, and the son. Um, and even to that point, if he did, I don't think that he would necessarily hold the mantle of the of the of the sun because that one was particularly held for the dark force user and we know towards the end of of Anakin's life and Vader's life when when Luke was holding him there in in his arms as he passed he you know almost in a in a very catholic rites ceremonial type of way you know repented for his sins you could say right. and and reaccepted the light into his life so so for him to be the the paragon of the dark side embodied by the brother in that arc would be hard to believe. Yeah, dude, it, it's like, listen, I, I get it. We all like to have fun. You and I, we <laughs> had fun. Uh, you know, even even the Merrick thing, who cares? Like, if you really think about from a story sense, he, he was never developed. He just looked cool. He, he did his purpose. He got people talking about the show. He got people speculating. In the end, that's all creators want. Who... There's no room for him in this story to really be anybody. And I'm okay with that. Yes, we had these ideas of, of Barris, Dark Ezra at the time, Starkill. All that stuff's fun to talk about. But it ain't going to happen. We told you that. So, you know, a lot of us still suffer from the, hey, it's not what's in my head. Or you get way too into the weeds. You got to understand, like, this isn't the cartoons where they can kind of do some of the goofy stuff. It, 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 it's Anakin, all right? And I, I truly think he is in ghost form. It would make sense that a Force ghost could be in the world between worlds if they're truly even in it. I mean, th there's a chance Ahsoka is just in like a, like in a coma and, and she could be fucking yeah. dreaming this shit up for all we know. Yeah, just like a, like a space for her, you know, like whatever, like a space for her mind while but, she but is again, she if you're in a coma as we've heard some people talk about seeing the light, it, it she could very well be a force ghost too. I mean, he says, "Hey Snips, I wasn't expecting to see you so soon." Yeah. Implying that he's fucking gone. Like and yeah. and he he's been watching her and, and her showing up in the WBW is a bit shocking to him, yet he's happy. Um, I, I honestly think what this is all going to be for is to show her like, listen, you can't fucking give up. You can't be dead. The galaxy needs you and you are doing what you're supposed to do. You, you, you have, you have no, uh, no skin in my fall, Ahsoka. 
I, I need you to understand that. I need you to move beyond this guilt, this, this idea that because I fell, you can't, you can't train people a certain way. You can't do certain things. You can't have certain emotions. I fucking broke you, and now I'm going to try to unbreak you and hopefully convert you into the white where you have a new purpose, a new outlook on life, and you're going to have what you need to move forward and hopefully conquer this challenge. That's what's going to happen. Uh, all, everyone getting so fantastical with this, like I just temper your expectations. I think we're going to see some fucking awesome content. Don't get me wrong. We're, we're going to get the live action Clone Wars. I, I bet Rex is going to be in there. I, I bet Anakin and, and his general, maybe even Obi-Wan, that'd be great. You're, you're going to get all that stuff. I've heard the Mustafar thing's been cut. Who cares? It sounded weird anyways. We're going to get all that stuff, but, but try not to get so fantastical. You got to remember, it's still Star Wars, even though the WBW gets a little funky. It's still Star Wars. It's going for a general knowledge audience. They're not going to dive deep into Mortis God's this, the son, the, you know, the sister, the father. It, it just, they don't have time. Okay. Yeah. There's <sighs> a lot to cover in this show already. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Nick, do you, you just want to do your quick spin and then we'll, we'll dive into the nitty gritty since I've yeah. more or less just been like sucking this episode's mm-hmm. penis. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, this is definitely one of the best episodes of uh, live action Star Wars we've had in a while. Um, and I think and look, I'm going to give Peter Ramsey a ton of credit here. Like, I think that Peter Ramsey understood the the property that he was coming into and more importantly understood the characters that he was directing better. I mean, what it seems like better than even Filoni and Steph green did to start with, because there was such a huge difference just in terms of how the, the characters felt in comparison to episodes one, two, and three, how they interacted, how, all of the story flowed and, and everything else. I think that this was probably one of the best directed episodes of Star Wars uh, TV that we've seen in a while. And I think that uh, Peter was able to make the, the characters really feel authentic to what we expected them to feel like uh, from Rebels and, and other properties. Uh, yeah. So that, I mean, Nick, like I actually have one of my notes, best version of Ahsoka. Yeah, I plain mean, and simple. She that was her. And, and you know, it's funny you, you you brought up Peter. I was reading one of his interviews today, and and he was talking. He's like, "Yeah, when when I read the script that Dave gave me, he's like, Dave, you, you're giving me this one. You're giving me this gift. Like this is the episode where all the shit comes together and blows up. Where yeah, you are gonna get probably a, a bit more emotion. It's no longer just all set up. Now you're having some fucking payoff. You're getting some you know, bing bang boom." Uh, so, and I, I agree with you. I think Peter took the gift and fucking slayed it. Yeah. You were, you're yeah. not wrong. It, it, I had the note, like wrote it last Tuesday night. Okay. So he's not wrong. He is correct. This, I felt everyone outside of Ray, who's been the tits since day one, seemed to feel a bit more authentic, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it's shown through and that's why the response to this episode has been what it has been from every, you know, every angle of star Wars fandom so far. Um, and it's good to see that, you know, it, it wasn't an actor thing or it wasn't like, 
a, a writing thing. It was just like getting these characters dialed in and really giving the the actors good direction to get there. I, I mean, and in, in terms of content, it's just so hard to say anything that that Matt didn't already say. I mean, it was it was chock a block full of content that we've been begging to see. Uh, you know, get th- this brawl between uh, you know. Ahsoka and Balin and then Shin and Sabine was fantastic. Uh, seeing how, uh, you know, Balin was able to manipulate to a certain degree. What a Mac uh, daddy, dude. He yeah, is a I mean, fucking man. That's, that's someone else we're going to spend extended time on today. So don't worry. Yeah. I mean, the way that, ba- and the thing about Balin and, and his conversation with Sabine that led to her ultimately you know, I won't say, you know, turning or anything like that, but like, well, good, you Nick, because there's a lot of people like, oh, you, you think she's a bad guy now? I'm like, what no, the no. fuck are you watching? <laughs> no, I mean, there, there was <laughs> they, no they, turn they there. They set that up and there was a whole, that was the purpose of the first fucking scene, motherfuckers. To set up uh. that Sabine struggles with this still and it bothers Ahsoka. Ahsoka said, can I trust you? No, you can't. Yeah, I mean, friends are like, oh, is she dark side now? Is she got dark? Like, what the fuck are you watching, man? Like, no wonder you guys get so angry at Star Wars because you don't know how to fucking watch shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think that it shows you one, Balin's earnestness, because I don't think like you can go back and you can listen to that conversation. I don't think that he lied to no. her. Like, I, I, no. Like, I don't think that he said nope. anything that, that was untruthful. Correct. And, and all that he did was just appeal to her desire. Of course, he read her mind. To have her friend back. Yeah, like, he read, you know, read her mind. You could see he literally closed his eyes and scanned her fucking soul. Yeah. And it was, it was that easy for him to just understand the, the true depths of her desires to have her Thank friend God. back. That's why Nick's and- my co-host. Cause he's not a <laughs> fucking moron. It, it is insane, dude. I'm telling you just one Wednesday morning. If you got a break, scan the internet a little bit and, and read <laughs> what, how people process a star Wars episode. You're going to be blown away. It, it's yeah. I mean, if anything, he really kind of tapped into her, her loneliness. I mean, even with her, you know, one of her old friends, Ahsoka here, her true loneliness without that one person that she's been, you know, yearning to be back together with for a long time now. And for him to be able to one, identify that and you can say, use it against her. I mean, sure. He, sure he did. did. He use the, the memory of Ezra against her. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yo, how but about, how about the fact that he gave us a huge lore nugget about her family getting dusted in the purge? Yeah. And yeah. Well, I mean, now we know why some... Ursa Wren didn't show up in fucking season three of the Mandalorian. Yeah. She's fucking dead. Yeah. She, she's gone because so. Ahsoka wouldn't let Sabine go back. Yeah. So I, I think that you know, identifying that, understanding what her true desires were, and then also just being like, unlike Palpatine, who was almost never earnest or almost never honest, I'll, I'll put it that way, earnest is is something different, like almost never honest in conversations with, with the people that he was talking to, even Anakin pre-fall. I think that, that Balin was honest yeah. with, Sabine. He manipulated her with truth that she wanted to hear. That that's the key. So I mean that that scene in itself was masterful. The the acting between 
uh, Ray and Natasha was fantastic and you could truly see struggle within Sabine when these conversations, when the conversation first started to happen. And then you could just see like ultimate resignation at the end. Not, not like this wasn't something that she did out of excitement or out of, you know, like I want to do this. She knew it was a bad move, but she couldn't help herself. Like she just, she has such a. A, a, a hard on to see Ezra again. She's like, fuck it. But, you know, obviously very anti Jedi, but you know, fuck that version of Jedi. They, they honestly, their, their belief system didn't serve them very well. Yeah. So it was, it was an incredible scene that really was kind of the highlight to an incredible episode for me. And then obviously moving into the, the touch that we had on the world between worlds and the Anakin stuff was, was fantastic. Uh, and it sets up, what is going to be a truly, I mean, should be a truly amazing second half of this show. Yeah. Uh, you know, like we, like we, we know the only scenes left that we haven't seen, Nick, are three new, three new Republic capital ships coming out of hyperspace and uh, Hera and looks like Tiva and the other dude leaving Sito's probably with um, Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Yeah, exactly. So that's yeah. it. Essentially, episode five, six, seven, and eight is going to be all fresh outside of those little clips. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's all it's, like Nick said. It's we're moving. I, I really think five is almost all going to be Ahsoka and Anakin, but six, seven, eight is all going to be in that other galaxy, finding mm-hmm. Thrawn, finding Ezra, figuring that shit out, and in my guess, ultimately failing in the mission to prevent Fawn. Fawn, Fawn. From returning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got, I know that, you know, there's, there's, you know, speculation or, you know, like there's a lot of unsure thoughts around like, well, what's going to happen? Are they going to make, make it back? I mean, but yeah, I mean, at this point we have to assume that they're going to make it back because if they don't, then what is the plot of this crossover film? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. You need, you need your big bad to uh, coalesce the, the remnants yeah. here. So from, from what I've heard though, Nick, the way this season's going to end, it will completely warrant a season two. Like, like this is not a, a comprehensive, it's going to end and we're all going to be like, what more? It's going to have a very empire end. Like you might have a minor win, but the good guys are mostly going to get fucked up. Hey, I mean, that's something that we really haven't seen in star Wars for a while uh, is, I mean, especially kind of, Star Wars TV land for a while, obviously. Yeah, with Bad the, Batch, probably the, the, the end of Bad Batch season two, probably the closest, you're right. Yeah, I mean, that was the last one that really kind of gave us a, an ESB style ending. But, you know, if you look at even the the Kenobi series that, that ends during the reign of the Empire kind of still ended on a high note. Hell rescuing yeah. Princess. Yeah, he got Leia. his mojo back. He's yeah. like, all right, yeah. I'll actually watch over this Luke fuck and maybe train him at some point in time. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I really do hope that we get to see and, you know, it's yet to be seen and, and yet to be kind of leaked as far as I know how what the plan is for for Balin, because obviously, you know, uh, Ray is no longer with us. Yeah, not be able I am. Um, carry on to season two. I have a feeling um, unless they change things in post that we could be very unfortunately and very sadly looking at another Carrie Fisher moment where the story of the story moving forward is going to be heavily impacted because uh, the actor passed in real life. 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's obviously a lot of things you can do to try to mitigate that if if the character is absolutely necessary for for season two. I as far as I see this character, he's probably not necessary for season two. Morgan Elsbeth probably looks at him and Shin as kind of a means to an end, and now that she has unlock this hyperspace route into this new and, galaxy and, and he clearly probably... has his his own agenda like he is not even yeah. remotely keyed into what she's doing like he could give two fucks about thron he said he he's going to serve a greater good like that again once we get into the balance stuff i want to drill on some of these lines with you so all right okay i, I think we kind of got done bukkakeing all over this episode so l- let's go ahead and really dive into the nitty-gritty hopefully you all have been educated we do this every week. You can come back next week when you need filled in on what happened tonight. Um, speaking of what's going to happen tonight, again, if you're new here, I'm a fucking huge Star Wars narcissist, also a normal narcissist. But I even put the clip out because I fucking nailed it. OK, I'm just going to come out and say it. I nailed the prediction for episode four. So the fact that more people aren't listening to us and they'd rather listen to stupid shit like, oh, that's going to be the brother and half Darth Vader. Like, what do you want to listen to? Fucking cockamamie (laughs) bullshit or like enlightened speculation? Because that's what we fucking deliver week in and week out. Go check out the clip. It's on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. I literally tell you exactly how the episodes go and exactly how the fight's going to end. And Nick tried to fight me. He's like, nah, he's not going to throw her off the cliff. He threw her off the fucking cliff. <laughs> he did. He did. You were definitely right about that. <laughs> Get some. Nailed Where it. is all of my accolades? Where's the recognition? Where's the following? No, you guys all want to go follow fuckheads that talk about toxic shit and don't know their ass from a hole in the ground when it comes to Star Wars lore. Dicks. Okay. <laughs> Let's do some Easter eggs. All right. All right. Then we'll get into to top moments and all that fun stuff. Because uh, th- th- this is so funny. I think everyone, because this is a felony product, we're like, this is going to be an Easter egg I fuck. And it is, it Not. has less Easter eggs than Andor from a series by a guy that fucking pretty much hates Star Wars, hates Star Wars fans, and hates Star Wars Easter eggs. But there were some cool little references here, so let's go through it. First one, we knew this coming from the trailer. Uh, We finally got to learn who Ahsoka was speaking it to, but she drops the heir to the Empire line, an obvious nod to the the genesis of Thrawn in the Star Wars uh, from Timothy Son, what, back in the the 90s, right? I mean, that's that's where he originally came from, now considered Mm -hmm. legends. But, oh, speaking of legends... Thank God. I I wish I would have saved this clip, but there is a, I don't know if, I think it's Dave himself essentially saying like, yeah, the books, I don't know why we call them legends because in the end they were never fucking canon. And and George said that himself, like all those books from back in the day when he wasn't making content have always been bullshit. So get over it, people. You might love the stories and that's good for you. Words and shit aren't for me, but they've never been real. All right. So let's move on. Uh, Thrawn's back. Be happy with it. All right. Um, this scene here, Nick, cost me $600 fucking dollars. And that was the, <laughs> the debut of the ghost. So we actually got to see it in action. And it looked beautiful. Yeah. And like I said, I just... And this is where my fandom gets the best of me. Because I'm like, oh, 
I, Nick, I held off all summer on this fucking HasLab. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I, I don't fucking, I don't fuck with Hasbro anymore. I don't, I don't do, I, I really don't fuck with the, you know, TVC. I do Black Series of anything. But then this fucking episode comes out, grabs onto my nostalgic nutsack and just keeps pulling on it the whole time. And by the end, I'm like, fuck, man. I gotta get it now. I gotta get it because it's like in live action. It looks fucking great. Hair is awesome. Kanan's pictures on the fucking dashboard. Give it to me. Six hundred bucks. So when I get it, hopefully I hate it and I'm gonna try to flip it for twelve hundred to some idiot that that waited too long. <laughs> all right, it's time for you all to start paying for my collectible mistakes, okay? But anyways, the um, the ghost looked fantastic, and yes. Uh, Kanan's picture was in there thanks to whoever dropped that in our discord uh, I, I do not have eyes for that Nick it was like so fucking tiny and it might have been there a millisecond some random girl was, found it and got it out on TikTok that's what I was gonna say I, I, I wonder how many times somebody had to rewind to find that because I, I mean like obviously watched the episode saw the ghost did not like missed it but I don't even know if I missed, I don't even know if it was intended to be seen. I'll put it that way. So, um, yeah, I'm sure that we'll get another look inside the ghost cockpit sometime soon, just because like we were saying, obviously there needs to be a, a rescue mission for one Ahsoka Tano on Cetos. And, uh, and I'm sure once she gets back, yeah, I mean, one uh, of the, it's probably going to be Tiva or Harris pulling her, her ass out of the water. I mean, let's be yeah, real. So let's, somebody, let's be real. And, you know, what is she going to do? Sit in the back of Tiva's X-Wing all the way uh, back right. to wherever they're going to go? I, I assume that she's going to j- hop onto the ghost. And, and then, hey, you know, uh, while, while we're speaking of the ghost, it's co-pilot, uh, pretty much confirmed force sensitive, right? With his line. Yeah. I have a bad. He didn't say I have a bad feeling about this. It's not the the Han line, the, the, Han line. the, the tried and true Star Wars saying. He literally looked ill and was saying, I have a bad feeling like that. We lost. We fucked up. Yeah. We were yeah. too late. Uh, whatever they were doing down there, they fucking failed. The, I, my midichlorians are tingling my tits <laughs> and it feels bad, mom. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's confirmed force sensitive. Not that that should really be a surprise to anyone that's in the yeah, know. I mean, his, his dad was a Jedi. So he yeah, he's yeah. going to have more aptitude for it than a Sabine. Yeah. All right. Um, sticking with that type of shite here. What else we got? There wasn't. Oh, well, with the uh, ghost scene, Nick, we did get. Uh, obviously, uh, it was nice seeing Tiva showed up. Really surprising. No Zeb like that. I, I, I feel like they're just saving money here. And friends, I think at this point we're not getting Zeb, which is odd. Because uh, we're beyond the New Republic. I mean, maybe if Zeb like is on hollow talking to Mon, like you, f- you fucking didn't support them and now they're gone. And But he's clearly not going on the main mission or he would have been there with fucking Tiva. I mean, him and Tiva are on the same base. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is odd that they chose not to insert him at this point. And I don't know if they're like saving him for kind of like a like a big almost, you know, Avengers assemble moment towards the end of this series when, when, you know, they realize that things have gotten out of hand and it's time to really call all the guns. In. Right. Right. Like so you're, you're talking crossover, not Ahsoka. Like I, I honestly, yeah, at this point, yeah. I don't think he shows up in Ahsoka in, in any sort of legit capacity. It just, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense, man. Like, you know, we just, we can kind of read the tea leaves. This episode, pretty much all WBW, in my opinion, and then six, seven, and eight, you have to get to the Thrawn stuff. 
So there, there's no real time for Zeb to do anything outside of like, oh, you should have let me go on the mission. It, it'll be if he makes an appearance, it, it's going to be like that. It'll be no different than his cameo in The Mandalorian. He is not going to play a big role in Ahsoka season one, which is which is odd. And I can only think the reason is, you know, Nick has a good idea. They're waiting for the big banger. But w- would this not be a perfect moment to have fucking Zeb show up? No, yeah, I mean, this would this would have been the most ideal moment because what you're going to save to you know like Sabine, yes. one of your former teammates, <laughs> like formal, and then, former Phoenix members, man. Yeah, they even know, called like, Phoenix leader. I mean, that, that yeah. that's why the scene was great. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong, I, Tiva has that de- or Tava has definitely become a, a dude. Like it was nice seeing him, but it just seemed ripe to have Zeb there. Although I guess we did get Brendan Wayne. He was one of the pilots, I think, that survived. He was. He's the Mandalorian, you know, the real Mandalorian, not, yeah, the, the guy not, in not the Pedro. Suit. He, he's, yeah. he's, he's the guy that actually moves around and, and does the pew, 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 that type of shit. But yeah, I, 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 um, I don't think Zeb is, is going to be used at all, which is odd. I, yeah. Money. I mean, who knows? It's, it is odd considering that like he was introed. Like he, like it's right. not like they, with, he's never been in the Mandoverse. Like he's Carson's already been group. Like he's, yeah. he's literally there with them and Dave and Trapper Wolf, all those motherfuckers. Yeah, I mean it, it's possible that that he pops up still, but now it's a little bit harder to see like the easy entry point. I guess you would say. Unless, That's what like, I mean. That's what I mean. Unless he just randomly shows up, like, oh, Hera, I heard you ran away, and I had a tracker on Chopper. It, it's not happening. Like he he would have been in that initial assault group with the other X wing people. I'm sorry. Yeah. It just, it ain't happening. You're right. It just narratively, it would be a crowbar at this point, unless it's just a casual cameo still in the known galaxy, him getting an update on what Hera did essentially breaking, breaking rank. Um, and by the way, I, I really am enjoying Hera too. Like, I think she's fantastic. That little scene where she's essentially like, you know what? I'm general Sindula. Go fuck yourself. All right. See ya. I like that. Okay. Next one here. Uh, it, it seems we're getting a few references this season to Indiana Jones uh, when when she picks mm-hmm. up the the orb and it essentially burns her. Yeah, yeah that yeah. that that's a that's a callback to the stuff. yeah totally. Um, I I don't think that the map has imprinted onto her, uh, but you never know. I mean, this thing is night sistery. Maybe something transferred into her, and they're going to use that to fi- try and find them. But I still think they're going to rely on the whales to to find yeah. them. It, it makes the most sense for it to be the Pergil, for sure. I mean, obviously, in the last episode, we pointed out all of the the Pergil kind of, I don't want to call it lore, but like once the the, the entire stone hinge itself was activated, we, we pointed out all of the different uh, instances of Pergils within the map itself. Um, and it would also be very hard to, to decipher burn marks on a hand uh, of Ahsoka to like figure out wh- where the galaxy is. You know, this isn't the same type of thing as we saw in the first Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark when uh, Abner Ravenwood had the... Yeah, yeah, the yeah, and burns it into on, his hand. Burns it into his hand for that. Uh, this requires a lot more to figure out the coordinates of an entire galaxy. So I would assume that, that Pergils will be used to... If, if the New Republic well, you know is what I, transported, that's y- how they're You know what it. I could see? You know, let, let's say something passed into her. Maybe she communicates to the Pergil, like, hey, this is what I'm feeling. Can you take me here? You know, something yeah, like that. Yeah, that uh, is Because we know, I mean, Ezra literally called the fuckers in 
to take the chimera out. It wasn't like a coincidence. He, it was coordinated. Like it, yeah. they, they literally listened to him through the force. I'm assuming back in rebels when he had his big sacrifice. Yeah. God, I wish and I maybe... could share the, the Ezra stuff. I know it's just, it's eating <laughs> me up inside. All right. Going through here, sticking with our, it's mostly just references here. All right. Um, I guess we'll, we'll do a little bit of, no, not yet. We'll save that for the end. So we get live action world between worlds. Okay. Um, obviously it may be a little different than how it was presented in rebels. We didn't see her walk through a door. We didn't see her get pulled through a door. Uh, it, it, I, I really think Nick, it, it's like, if you're a force user and you know your shit, you know of this place, when you pass, your spirit can cross over. Does that kind of yeah. make sense? Okay. Yeah. It's, it's like almost, I don't want to call it like a purgatory place, but it seems like it's going to be a, an area where you can almost like go and walk your life. It, it, you're not quite wrong. I mean, I might as well just get into the world between world stuff. Um, no, I don't want to. I'll save it for top moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the way Dave explains it, 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 it truly is a world in between the world where there are rules to it, uh, but it's not time travel. Okay. I know people yeah. are like, well, fuck you. What about, but just, we'll get there. I promise you. We're just doing references right now. So we finally get the, the WBW in, in live action. And, you know, obviously we get the hello snips called back to uh, the Clone Wars and seeing those two together. Yes. A very magical moment. I know a lot of people were, you know, upset about the aged Hayden. It's like, I, yeah. I was mean, it I really know. that bad? I, I mean, I, I I guess it, his one eye looked a little droopy, but it's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was not something that I like even was bothered by. It, it, it didn't bother me at all because there was way too much stuff happening in the show well, okay, and good. in the scene for me to like care. Again, like, like you watch off. it like me, you watch it like, oh wow, this, we're getting some great moments in lore where you might go, Hey, that it could have looked better, but it's not even remotely at the top of my list of things to discuss. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So there, there's our references. And, and I promise you that's Anakin. Look up my video on, on all the channels. All you had to do was, was brighten the shot a little bit, tweak the contrast. Uh, it, it's, I, I, I don't get people, man. Oh, it's Darth Vader's lightsaber. <laughs> on what fucking planet did Darth Vader have a full chrome blade? Yeah. I mean, like it, the biggest tip off to that is the tip of the lightsaber, right. the tip of Darth Vader's lightsaber it's, is it's wrapped in black. It, yeah, it, exactly. Like you can, blank. and you can see the tip of the lightsaber very clearly, <laughs> even in the shots that people are pulling out. Like, yeah, I know, Anakin and, man, but they're literally like, using those shots. And like, it's the Zapruder film. They're like, look, see the fucking handle grip kind of look, if you line them up, I'm like, no, 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 no. no. I mean, and here's the thing, like, yes, Anakin and Vader's lightsabers are very similar. They're, they're, very, very yes, similar. Yes, it's the same fucking guy, people. Yeah. Of like, course he's going to model his red saber after the way he built his Jedi one. The, Nick is right. They're almost identical. The, the really only mm-hmm. difference is he makes the grip a little bit longer and yeah, he adds a little fucking plastic tip to the top. Yeah, he's got a black plastic tip. So like, yeah, you can look at those at that saber and be like, oh my gosh, it looks like Darth Vader's saber. It's because it does. Like Anakin's lightsaber looks almost exactly like <laughs> Vader's lightsaber, except for some very, very small tweaks. The most prominent one being the, the black tip. tip. Yep, yeah. 100%. So, 
Um, it, it's just, it's, it's mind boggling. Like Connor's saying here, dude, those lightsaber theories were killing me. Yeah. I, it, it kills me too. <laughs> and what kills I mean, me is that I'm literally here week in and week out, even beyond this show, trying to educate star Wars fans as to what is really happening. And no one fucking pays attention. They like the bat shit, crazy fucking moron nonsense. They like these theories from people that still think Ahsoka is taking place five years after Return of the Jedi. No! Learn media literacy. Even with fake shit, people. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. All right. Let's get into some top moments so we can get to this world between worlds because it's, it's, I have so many questions. Like, dude, I have so many ha's. We're going to be here till tomorrow. Uh, okay. First top moment here, and it was spectacular. I think it reminded everyone that was kind of like, hey, man, what's up with Sabine? But she straps on that fucking helmet and grabs her dual blasters, and we see, like, okay, yep, she would have been like little gray Grogu training with darts. You can see why. I mean, she is a formidable adversary when she is tapping into her Mandalorian ways. Uh, they don't necessarily work as well. We see when she runs into Shin, she ultimately has to switch to her Jedi form because, I mean, let's be real, Nick. Who won the war against Jedi and Mandalorians? Yep, Jedi won. Okay, Let so <laughs> Mandalorians are fucking badass motherfuckers. But in but. the end, just like Gideon was saying, they have to rely on what, 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 their, their, what, their gimmicks, their tricks their, or some yeah, shit, their right? Gadgets. Their yeah, gadgets. gadgets and tricks. Right. Yeah. And, and you saw that with Sabine. Once she came up against a Force user, she had to change her strategy because it wasn't going to cut it. And there's people like, well, just keep shooting. I mean, Shin would have deflected all that fucking shit. Yeah, it's like, what? yeah, you know, you get off a couple of, of lucky shots initially, but that's, you know, like when you are force sensitive and you're practicing the force, we saw we saw how this plays out in, in Clone Wars. Like they showed you what happens when a force user is being shot at, like you're your perception of time slows down. You see where the bolts are going to hit before they arrive there, which makes it a lot easier for you to deflect. So, yeah, like the first couple of shots are going to catch her off guard. But then once she realizes that this girl is just going to keep shooting at me, the deflecting of the bolts are going to, it's going to be easier each time. So, And also, I mean, even when Sabine was looking like a badass, who'd she need to, to help her out? A force user. I mean, yeah. she, she's getting lit up, Din Djarin style. Nick's favorite, you know, bullet sponge. Like, just like, do, 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 do. And Ahsoka's like, oh, hold on, let me help you. And, and just yeah. force moves a dude in front of the other dude. So he shoots him up and then she slices the other guy. So, uh, But either way, it was still a great moment. It, it kind of set the tone for this episode's action. And we got to see Sabine full man, though, which always looks great on screen, as we know from The Mandalorian. But apparently that show sucks now for a lot of people, too. So uh, moving on to the next top moment, I teased it earlier, but I was a fan of Hera's Rebellion. Uh, I am really digging uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead in this role these days and more for just that cupcake. Okay, I'm not going to go any further than that. You guys know what I'm talking about. She uh, she might have her own two percent club at this point in time. (laughs) But Nick, I I, I just like it because it. That's Hera, right? I mean, we knew the line was coming, once a rebel, always a rebel, but she shows us why. I mean, she she showed fans who are new to this series, new to these characters, who she is and how she has operated literally since 
the dawn of the Empire now that we've seen the Bad Batch. Um, so I, I liked her bucking the system, doing the double bird to, you know, Chancellor and, and uh, you know, sit around and see who wins guy. And yep. uh, kind of leaves her with Lieutenant <laughs> hanging to, to cover for. Her. Uh, I, I just dug it. I mean, it, it, it captured who this lady is, why she's a general, both in the rebellion and now the New Republic, and why she was the, the glue that held the ghost crew, soon to turn in Phoenix Squadron, so the Spectres originally together. <sighs> okay. Yeah. What else we got here? Another top moment. I mean, come on. The, the duel between Sabine and Shin and then Maroc and Ahsoka. Uh, I, I loved how it all started. You know, they run into each other in the woods and they kind of square off right away. It's kind of like, all right, you do that. I do this. They stayed together for a while. Uh, but Nick, really, I mean, I think Ahsoka's duel in particular just goes to show truly how skilled and powerful she is in the force and with her lightsaber skills. Um, it was just, it was, it was a thing of beauty, art in motion. It reminded me a lot of Obi-Wan and Darth Maul's final encounter on Tatooine where, you know, Obi-Wan was at such peace at that point in his life that all he had to do to defeat Darth Maul was one move. And she did the same thing. She, she like, you know, they might've crossed blades a little bit, but once he was like, okay, I'm going to do my spinny trick. You could see her. She's like, all right. She backs off, takes deep breath, moves through some forms, gets into a, a, a position and just waits for the attack and literally block slash all in one move. You're dead. It's yeah. just, I mean, yeah. it, it, it's, it's something you would see out of a samurai movie. It was, it was fantastic. And having that dark backdrop really made the lightsabers pop. So you got some really fantastic looking shots, um, in the Sabine versus smoke boy. Um, yeah. Yeah. The I guess Soka since we're talking about smoke yeah. boy, I mean, it, it does come, he does explode in the green smoke. Is that kind of a nod that potentially he had some night sister juice in him, Nick, or is that yeah, just because I mean, we didn't the Inquisitor in Tales of the Jedi also disappear when she killed him? I'm almost I positive. I, I think he just like puffs out. Yeah, I, I don't recall. Maybe. I mean, when I when I saw it happen, I was like, OK, so this is how this is basically how they're going to introduce like Night Sister magic or like Night Sister. Okay, so you, you got like that vibe because it was green, yeah. right? Like there, there's OK. Yeah. I mean, that that's the way that I thought of it, because now. When, um, you know, when Hera and the crew get to Setos and they find Ahsoka, Ahsoka can be like, wait, like, we have to go look at this body. Something okay. is up with it. Yeah, I, I, I hope I, I don't think they're going to do that, but that would be some way that would be a way to kind of put all this to bed. Like, yeah, who was and he? Would, Why did he need resurrected? Was he resurrected by Morgan, essentially? Yeah, and it all, but it, it's also a way for like if they do that, if they if they investigate this body, then it's a way for the New Republic or you know the members of uh, this okay yeah, you yeah, know, yeah limited right. crew to be like okay now we might have an idea of what we're messing with okay like I got because up to up to this point they have no idea they know that Morgan Elsbeth is trying right, to it's just all it's just all hearsay to them I mean yeah. that's where like hey hey um. Uh, 
uh, Hera, go go fuck yourself. Honestly, this is yeah. just you trying to pay off on saving Ezra, who's dead. Yeah, and now they have All right. yeah, they evidence. can take this body and say like, hey, look, this is some Night Sister shit. I know that most okay. of you don't know what this is, but me, Ahsoka, I know what this is. All like, right. this is some fucked up magic stuff that we may have to to face head on if we're not you know, proactive or at at this point, proactivity is out the window. You know, if we're not prepared for what's coming back through this hyperspace lane, we could get fucked up pretty, pretty bad because we're, we're dealing with some, some next level non force stuff here. Right. So some zombie shit. I, um, I, I I think you're spot on, but because it makes too much sense narratively, (laughs) it's not going to happen. I I really think we're, we're fast forwarding into the new galaxy, uh, after episode five, maybe one more check in with the new Republic. So there's a chance there is yeah, a chance. May, Nick. Maybe, but um, probably not. <laughs> but even like, you know, even the, the Sabine Shin was, was great to watch. It was uh, oh, yeah. a little more even than their, their first duel. Shin clearly still has the upper hand with the full force powers. Now, Nick, did you take it as Sabine throwing a force bitch slap or was that Shin just kind of juke into that maneuver thinking she was going to get hit by the force? Yeah. Like I, I, I thought about that a lot after the episode ended and because of the way that Shin reacted after she turned her head, it was almost like she was bracing herself. Okay. Like, you know, like when you see something coming at you, yeah, that's or what like I mean. Yeah, swinging at you, yeah, you flinch. Like, you brace right. and you're like, okay. But then she realized like when she braced, she's like, wait, nothing happened. Yeah, she and she literally that's why says you looks. have no power. You have no power. So like, to me, it was just okay. like, she saw that she was about to do something and, and as a force user is like, oh, she's going to try to push me. So she braces herself, but then nothing happens. So she's like, you don't have any power. So that completely... That, and I think that like in that moment, that changes the way that Shin approaches this battle now because she's going at this fight initially like I'm fighting another force user. I don't know when she's going to break out her force powers, but I know she has. All right. But then yeah, after I, that, I, I, she's like, OK, this is different. I feel like they made the force push sound, but I could have been hearing shit e- it, either way. Even, might, yeah. even if it was, like I said, it was. You're spot on. I think Shin was preparing to get tossed, but when it was just like a, a slap on the cheek, she's like, "Oh fuck you! You ain't got shit." Yeah, and you and, ain't got shit. You know, like my assumption is that'll come back around. Where yeah, more, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you come know, on. Like they they have another fight, and she does. She is finally able to tap into the power a little bit more. Well, well here here we go. Like, I'm gonna give you you credit here. I'll, I'm gonna go to one of my. Has and I just wrote Nick right about Balin versus Shin, and you know if you remember from our predictions or once I think this is a prediction, but I was like I think Shin's gonna turn, but to be good, where I don't think Balin's gonna turn, but I, I think Balin's gonna have to put Shin down at some point. I do, like yeah. I, I think uh, we saw it when she after he, you know, Nick talked about how he was very diplomatic with Sabine, made a promise, stuck to the promise. And then his apprentice immediately goes to, oh, I'll just kill her. And he's like, hey, fuckhead, that's not how I operate. I um, I keep my promise, unlike her master. Uh, so I, I, I think he or Shin is going to grow weary of Balin and possibly how he treats Sabine. There, there is going to be some discord there. And, and I think it's ultimately going to be Balin. 
potentially doing the right thing to put down a rabid dog. She mauled. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, hit, hit, like the likelihood of him. And, and the thing is now is like, after seeing this episode, I don't look at, at Balin as like a, a dark side. No person no like, we, we've I been saying look, this all along he's not a wahahaha bad guy yeah like and it's even more reinforced by by what we saw in this most recent episode like even his battle with with ahsoka was very honorable like he's not he was saying out. he's saying it shouldn't come to this like i don't know yeah. why we're doing this you should just listen to me i know things that you don't and i'm going to fix stuff we're yeah, almost so, there we're almost there hold tight we're I, almost there yeah, I, I mean, like you, I'm, I'm ready to fucking explode over all this <laughs> shit. All right, so, so yeah, uh, I mean, it's good stuff. Next top moment, like we're talking about, and and um, I guess we can. I'll drill into some of my Balin stuff now. But I, the, the, clearly, probably the top moment of the episode was the fight between Balin and Ahsoka from start to finish. The the opening where they're kind of sizing each other up. He's laying some stuff out there, letting her know that he knows much more about her than she does about him. Uh, Ray again is a is a Star Wars acting god. Every single Star Wars actor should look to him and be like, "That's how you do it." I honestly can't think of someone that has been better. Um, maybe Daisy Ridley in the, in the Force Awakens. I think she she was pretty damn she good. She was dialed in. Yes, yeah, uh, but I I honestly can't think of a better Star Wars actor at this point in time for for how their character was written. Um, but really, everything about the fight was just. Peak Star Wars. I, 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 we can sit there and keep throwing out superlatives left and right. That's not going to get anyone anywhere. So, Nick, I want to dive into a lot of the shit he said and kind of see where your head is at and maybe some of the fans here. Um, and then we'll get to the, the WBW mega breakdown. Um, so, obviously, the, the fight between him and Ahsoka was fast, fantastic. And then another top moment was him, like Nick brought up earlier, and I think Nick did a great job of explaining why that was a top moment but him just master manipulating Sabine. So two fantastic Balin moments, but here, here's some of the questions. All right. So Nick, when they're talking, it, it really sounds like Balin. Get that. Could you try it? Shut the fuck up, cunt. It really sounds like Balin knows a lot of things about Ahsoka. Uh, almost to the point where I wrote down, time travel like has this guy already been to the wbw and has heard things maybe peered through a door um he clearly hates anakin skywalker and what he did uh, yeah i i wrote down do you get any feeling that he may be trying to restore the order mm. I, I i didn't get that feeling but it, like in, in his vision, like not like, hey, I want to oh, do like, it, but like it, his vision of what the order should be. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that he sees value in there being some sort of like force force user collective. Yeah, he knows there's a power, like, right? He, he's like, there is a, he told Shin, he's a, he's a, there's a power like you have never imagined or experienced, something like that. So yeah, yeah. And, and, and we know from past episodes that this dude at least through lore and tales told to him he has an idea of what this path to peridia can lead to yeah. right? we, we don't really know that yet i mean maybe he he knows about the civilizations there and knows the power they have and, and and knows potentially connections to 
WBW, although at this point, I really think WBW is just reserved for this episode with Anakin and Ahsoka. I don't think it's going to play any role in how this season eventually plays out. But yeah, I, I, I just, that... I also, I mean, he, how about the line where he's like, you, you, your legacy is nothing but death and destruction to Ahsoka. So what does, what does he know that we don't, or is he just lumping her into Anakin because they were together as, as Jedi? And is he sort of blaming her for Anakin's fall because she left Anakin hanging at the order? Yeah, I think that like there's definitely a lot of disillusionment with the Jedi Order at that time. And I think it's specifically around Anakin. But also, I think that there is a big problem with I think he had a big problem with Jedi leadership at that time, because I think what he's saying is like when he says like everybody knew Anakin Skywalker is not necessarily like, yes, that is a true statement. But I think that what he may be hinting at is within the order there was probably a very uneasy feeling around Anakin and his progression towards like Jedi knighthood as quickly as he did towards like, like, you know, being on the council at the behest of, uh, of Palpatine towards the end. I think that there was a large contingent of Jedi that were very mum about their feelings about Anakin, but, but all felt like this guy is going to be our end and he is one of the few that survived to be able to see that and basically looks at Ahsoka as like, you are the progeny of the one that we all knew would destroy us. So there's there's no way that you could be, you know, a, a positive influence okay, yeah, onto it, this galaxy. Like, she, by association, she's irredeemable and she is yeah. culpable for... His fall kind of playing into what I'm saying and some of the guilt I think Ahsoka also shares like, yeah, I mean, he he could potentially be telling her exactly what he wants her to hear because he also can sense that trepidation in her while they're fighting like she feels blame for Anakin's death and destruction, even though we know she had no control Nothing over what he it. did. Yeah, I mean- but I really, I'm telling you, I, I honestly think this episode is it's going to be for her former master to show her like, listen. You got to let go of that shit. You are meant to be where you are at. You need to be ready for this. You need to get back out there. It's not your time. Okay. Yeah. I, I really, I don't think there's going to be any time manipulation shenanigans and we'll go over that coming up soon. But the other thing I want to talk about, he's, when he's talking to Sabine and he tells us like, listen, I am doing this to serve a greater good, almost like unlike your master, always fucking things up and, and, and taking things from you. She didn't let you go save your family. So I won't let you down. I won't lie to you. I'm doing this to serve a greater good. What is the greater good? I mean, it's like I, I feel like in his warped mind, he feels like he can fix the galaxy. Not so much through like force, like a Palpatine. But he can he can change things for the greater good by, yeah, by going that, to this galaxy. Yeah, I think that obviously we know that he has heard of the paths of the Peridi or the path to Peridi, and he he has like he has an understanding of it through tales, like through stories that right. they would tell at the Jedi Academy. So it and the thing is, is if he if he 
continues to believe that, then usually what happens when you're telling tales when you're a child is like they're very fantasticized and they're they're not nearly as true as you imagine them to be when you're a kid. So he's probably looking at this path to Peridia as like, I know what's there because I've been told what was there when I was a Jedi and, you know, everything that, that I've heard from Morgan and everything else. Like, I know that there is a power there that if we can bring back and we can harness, then we can potentially, you know, bring new possibilities to this galaxy that didn't exist before. But I think what's going to, what's, what may end up happening to him is that there's going to be a stark realization yeah. once he gets there that like right. what his expectation is, okay. is not what reality is. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you hundred percent there. It, 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 you said it perfectly. It's like, you know, you're told this your whole life, your whole life, your whole life. And it, it, you know, in each telling something changes, gets that more exciting, that more fantastical to where you, you buy into that tale. But then when you actually meet the thing in reality, it's something completely different. And that's, you know, that's the beauty of, of the saying, you know, the victors essentially write history and it's true. Yeah. You, you know, you, we don't know really what happened way back then. I mean, a lot of times it's just the guys with all the power that were winning said, Hey, we won because they were doing this shit. You, yeah. you don't know what the, they were actually doing. It's, it's, but then through, through time, through retellings and changes and word of mouth before we actually had computer systems and whatnot, shit gets crazy to the point where, you know, the Bible has stories of people living in, in whales and people growing out of ribs and all sorts of fantastical shit that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> so. it, it really wasn't until the time of photo documentation that we could really like put any sort of truth to what people exactly. were saying. Exactly. You know, like when you, when you could see pictures of things, then you can be like, oh, well, there was some truth to what to what history's saying but prior to that when it's just you know word of mouth being passed down not a lot of ways to to confirm any of that and i think that's pro that's kind of what's happening here is like you've he's heard tales and he's heard stories and he's heard you know the these myths of the path to peridia and yeah. what lies beyond this galaxy but he's never had the ability to one reach it and two confirm anything and then when he finally is is contacted by Morgan Elsbeth who who says like I have the power to get there I only need your help to do it you right. have to imagine that all of these stories that he heard from his time training as a Jedi in the temple on Coruscant like come like floods back to him and he's like this is the way that yes. we okay. can write things you know and that that's kind of where I'm at I just I want to reiterate I do not think Balin is is trying for any sort of world domination galactic domination like he truly believes in his heart of hearts what he is doing is right and he is serving the greater good and people like Ahsoka just don't understand they're they're getting yeah. I mean he literally says it shouldn't have to come to this like just fucking get on board with me I'm going to fix everything, Ahsoka. All the shit your master fucked up and his buddy prune face. I got you. You just have to believe me, even though the way I'm going about it is working with a villain, killing a bunch of New Republic, you know, Navy personnel, uh, almost killing you. But I, I tell you, I, I got the right idea. We are going to serve the greater good. Uh, and that's why he is one of the greatest Star Wars characters instantly. Villains, for sure. I mean, it, it's, it's I hate to even call him a villain. Vill yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like villain is almost a hard term to use with him. I mean, like he's definitely being 
positioned or he was positioned to us as a villain initially. But I think like the more you see of Balin, the more you're like, I don't think that this guy's a bad guy. I just think that this guy, he's trying and he's probably been trying for decades since the fall of the order to, to, to do something that he feels can, can make things better for the galaxy. And this is, and you know, and he knows that he's probably working with the wrong people and he's working with shitty people, but he's like, what else can I do? I have to get well, Nick, to. He also I, knows the New Republic ain't doing squat shit. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. So he's like, somebody has to do something, and I'm the only one who can do yeah, it okay. at this point. Yeah, I, so. I, I really think that that is his motivating factor. Um, last question. We'll move on to WBW. I mean, obviously, outside of what what Anakin turned into, do you think that some of his just red rage hate for Anakin could be related to Anakin potentially killing his Padawan. Oh, almost assuredly. And and that was something that I went, was going to bring up earlier when we're talking about it is the visceral hatred that he has towards Anakin isn't due to, you know, any person like it's due to what he did to the order. Okay. Like, yeah, it's not, it's like just all the friends he potentially killed Padawan. Yeah. And, and like, I saw like some stuff out there, like, oh, was he a Padawan during the, the purge? No, No, he's way too old. Jesus Christ. (laughs) There you go, Nick. See, you are reading some of it. It just doesn't get you as angry as it gets me. Like, look at the motherfucker. He's at least Darth Vader's age. Yeah, no, he's he's way too old to have been a Padawan Christ, during that time. He's period. older than Darth Vader. I mean, what yeah. do we, Darth Vader's only like fucking in his forties or fifties at this point in time. Yeah. So if anything, I think it could definitely be this. You know, like he had a Padawan that was at the Jedi Temple during the during the siege okay. of the temple right. in Episode Three, and his his Padawan gets killed, or just. You know, the friends, I mean, just think about the, the, the amount of friends he probably had within the order, like the night, like it's, I mean, I know they can't other knights and masters. They can't say it, Nick, but it is their family. I mean, he was there as a child and probably grew up with a bunch of people that got murdered. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe in front of them. And and so, yeah. Okay. So I, I think that that's where his, his anger towards Anakin stems from is not, is not from his time as Darth Vader or what he did to the galaxy during the reign of the empire it was during the, the siege of the Jedi temple and in the slaughter of the Jedi during order. Yeah, 66. Cause doesn't he say like where, something like I lost faith a long time ago more yeah. or less. And yeah, he lost faith in the order that their anointed chosen one gutted him from the inside out essentially. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Uh, either way, Balin for fucking president, and it what a shame that Ray passed. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. unbelievable. We we finally get the greatest, one of the greatest new Star Wars characters of all time, and the man that plays him moves on. It, it's a fucking shame, a true shame. I'm mean, just look at his looks. Every he, I said it before. I'm gonna say it one more time. He elevates everybody's game like anytime he's in a scene it's going to be the best everyone's going to be at their best like that's and that's what happens with like really good actors is you know when you're in a scene with them you you have to match their their energy you have to match their their level of performance and you can see that whenever he's on screen with another actor like they just 
they bring it to another level because they're like, well, this guy is, is putting on a masterclass right now. And I really have to, to, to match that. So yeah, it yeah is a, he, he really is. Loss. He's a fantastic performer. Uh, the first time I came across Ray was in the HBO Rome series. I don't know if that was like his first big prominent role, but if you've never seen it, go watch Ray in Rome. You'll appreciate it. That's where I learned to appreciate this guy. And then obviously he, he goes on the uh, played Punisher. He was in the Vikings uh, series that uh, I forget started on like history. It was it was really good. It's on Netflix now. Uh, but he's the man. He's the fucking man. All right. So down to the final top moment here: the world between worlds. A fantastic transition, by the way. How'd you like that? It's like oh, the water, and then oh, here we are. Yeah. She wakes up. Yep. Um. I, we've already discussed why it's top moment. So I, I don't want to really waste time on that. Nick, what I want to get into is a, how did Ahsoka get there? Is she fully dead or in like a, a, like an unconscious coma and is she, okay, well tell me first fully dead or coma. Not fully dead. I'll, I'll say not fully dead. I think it is some sort of like, like in between okay. for like, yeah, like if you're in a coma. Or so something if like she's that, yeah, in a yeah. coma, is this her force spirit or is she dreaming all this? Is she actually in the WBW? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's harder to break down because then you get into like, well, when a Jedi dreams, is it really their, their like force essence wandering? It's a hard thing. I would, I'm going to say that like, this is probably like her force essence okay. reaching out to something like, re, like knowing that the physical body is in danger and, and like potentially in danger of, of dying. Like this is almost her trying to reach out to someone or something that can potentially help her. And the first, you know, the first spirit or the first person that she can, that she comes in contact with is her old master. Well, and it makes is, sense. Is and another thing, this world has saved her before. So it's familiar yeah. to her when she's in trouble, near death, in fact. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, my, my initial note was I just wrote going with Ahsoka may actually be, be dead for now. And she's in the WBW with Anakin as force ghosts, more or less. He said to her, I didn't expect to see you so soon. So um, I, I, I fully believe he is in his Force Ghost form. This is their first interaction. And I, I, I'm with you. It's, she's not fucking eh, like X's in her eyes, but she's near death. And her essence is essentially reaching out. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if we want to make the... I mean, it's like we always keep going back to the Gandalf thing, something like when it comes to Ahsoka, but like, I mean, it's possible that she's dead because Gandalf's journey from gray to white was like he died after he killed, like he, he died on the mount after he killed the Balrog. He was dead. He goes, you know, to whatever the afterlife is for Maiar and Istar and Lord of the Rings, and then he is sent back. Yeah, they say no. Fucking Saruman's yeah. a dickhead. You need to you need to finish yeah. what he was supposed to do. Exactly. Like they. And yes, he is that's what's happening here, man. White. It's especially yeah. if she dons the white. It's the same thing. We know it's yeah. it's a thing. Dave has already touched on in the epilogue. She becomes the white, and you're exactly right. She ma mega so battle against a formidable foe. She falters near death and kind of has a 
a vision and ultimately a rebirth. I like this right here from from Connor. Uh, by the way, I'm not gonna lie. Is as narcissistic as I am, I am digging what these motherfuckers are putting out. Like like their production value for their little podcast thing. I wish he lived here and did it for us because it, it <laughs> makes their videos very engaging, much better than what I do holding my phone up recording our screens. Um, but here, it, it, I think you'll appreciate this, Nick. To quote another nerdy franchise, of course, this is all in your head, Harry. Why should they mean it's not real? I like yeah. that. So, and that that's kind of what I'm thinking. She's she's in an in-between state and yeah. she's going to get some tutelage and eventually... Anakin's be like, listen, you're not meant to be here. You are meant to live, fight on. This is where you're supposed to be. I'm blessing you. I'm forgiving you. Whatever you need to hear from me, I'm going to give it to you now. Maybe show you some things, remind you of who you are, and you're on. You're, you're, you're back at it. You're, you're going to enter the living world again. Um, so Yeah, I mean, uh, she's going to get like a, a piece or multiple pieces of enlightenment through this conversation that like she can come back and it's not going to be just like, Oh, I have a second chance. It's going to be a whole yes, new I, understanding. Right. Of, I I've got the proper mindset now to do what I need to do before I die. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know what, what, what big Wood's saying here? I'm not entirely against this either. Anakin pulled her in like Ezra did maybe. Sure. I mean, he's a force ghost. He probably has deeper access to the WBW than a living being. We know living beings actually need gateways to enter. Uh, but like I speculated earlier, who's to say, I mean, if you're a fucking force ghost, you are everywhere and anywhere at all times. So yeah. of course you could enter into this space if need be. And of course you would make yourself known at this time to her. It makes sense. He's, yeah. I mean, he didn't sound shocked, but he says a line like you're, you're essentially, you're not supposed to be here. Yeah. And like, I don't know. And we've never really delved into like how much agency a force ghost has when it comes to like interacting with, with other spirits or with like, people within the real world like we know they can make their presence known we know that they can take a physical ghostly form and we know that they can communicate with other force users do they have the ability to like divert a like for lack of a better term a spirit's pathway if it is in transition well, from we, we do know life to the afterlife, they can light trees on fire as a force yeah. ghost, and they can <laughs> raise an X wing from the bottom of an ocean as a force oh, ghost. Oh yeah, that, so. yeah, from from the sequel trilogy. <laughs> that solves it. They can do anything, Nick. They can fucking yeah, do so anything. Maybe, maybe they can. Like, <laughs> I guess, like right now is like we're 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 kind of trying to get to like was her spirit in passage from life to the afterlife, and then he kind of like diverted it, or was her spirit in this kind of world between worlds? Calling I mean, like out literally, the, yeah, like, and then she contacts him or, 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 or he, he feels yeah, her. There you go. Yeah. And then, like, you know, makes contact with her in the in between space. I mean, Just for him, like him to say, I didn't expect to see you so soon, it kind of throws off the fact that he was the one that pulled her in. It's like, why, yeah, that, like, why that, would you like, say that if you were the one who literally pulled her in? So that that's yeah. the only reason I, I don't think that's I, I honestly think it's probably going to be explained as as a dream state, an unconscious state, coma type of shit. I really do. 
and, and yeah, her yeah. essence was allowed to transfer over just like we hear in this in the real world i mean there are people who the fuck knows what sort of the and shit they were on but they're like yeah i saw the light this and that and the people were talking to me and i felt this and i felt that so who's to say jedi can't experience similar things when they are near death um, the image i do have up of anakin by the way if you want to join the live stream 5 p east youtube.com slash star wars time show on the tuesdays uh, but th- this is the one shot I, I felt like his his right eye or his left eye just looks a little droopy and i know hayden doesn't have the, the, the droopy eye syndrome but oh well and i did see some some people in the chat here they're like he did look like he was slouching a little bit and and, and i agree it's it's like he was a he walked in, he's like, hey, you want to fucking party? That type of Anakin, like like shaking his hips a little bit. Um, all right, so I, I think we, you and I have pretty much confirmed that Force ghosts can inhabit the world between worlds. Um, no, Big Wood, we, we talked about the Mortis theory. No shot in hell they're going to try to explain that in, in live action, especially when you consider... All the other little minutiae Dave has already glossed over from uh, Rebels, Clone Wars, you name yeah. it. So uh, I, I think Anakin, uh, th- th- I think Anakin's probably going to show her some dark shit. I mean, there, there's a good chance the big guy does show up, but I, I don't think the Anakin we saw is anything but Anakin Skywalker yeah. as a light side force user. The director confirmed as much in an article that dropped either today or yesterday. So uh, that's what I'm going with. I, I, I just yeah. think that that stuff's too into the weeds for for um, casual fans that it, it, it would just eat up too much screen time in an eight episode run. Yeah. Yeah. You can go back and kind of listen to our Diddy. Way, on way, way too much. You'd have to lay down a lot of backstory if he's just like, oh, I'm the I'm the son. You're going to have people going, what the fuck is going yeah. on here? It's, it's just not, it's, and it doesn't serve the story at all either. Like it, it, yeah, it it just doesn't make sense in this context and really like, yeah, it, yeah, good. Like rewind the show a little bit and and we discuss that. I've been told to clip my, our our Zeb segment. And one of the fans said that the Zeb segment is, is clip worthy. So that's probably what I'll be working towards tomorrow. Um, all right. Yeah, it just listen. I I I understand where those theories come from. They're just way too deep for this this particular franchise. Yeah, uh, you can do that stuff when you have you know twenty minute episodes that you can create little arcs and then leave them and move on to something else. Uh, yeah, I know. Props now. Now you're now you're gonna let the uh, now now he's gonna start teasing things here. So um, we we actually we, we got a rumor mm-hmm. coming up. Um, yeah, so let, let, a few more things on World Between Worlds here. I, I, I guess, Nick, we could probably move into our the pregame at this point. All right, so we know there's almost no shots left from the trailer. I think there's nine total shots, and I, I think only one or two of them is going to be in tonight's episode, episode five, and that's probably going to be the, the ghost and, and the ships on Cetos heading off in search, in pursuit of the Eye of Scion. I think the bulk of the episode is is going to just squarely focus on Ahsoka and Anakin hashing shit out. Uh, we are going to get the flashbacks in this episode. Uh, I, I have a feeling. And, and I, 
there's been reports out there. MSW has come out and said, listen, I've heard that the, the, the Mustafar shit's been cut. He's like, listen, sometimes I'm wrong. This time I really feel like it was just cut. So I don't think we're going to see that. I'm not going to go into it any further because it was a bit spoilery, but there was supposed to be a Mustafar moment with kind of a, an alt look. Uh, but I, I think we're going to get a lot of a lot of Clone War stuff. I'm still hoping our exclusive pays off where we get the four versions of Ahsoka. So two young ones. And obviously we've seen the gray and then possibly coming out of this episode, she could transition into the white. It makes the most sense to me. Do, do you think she transitions to the white after her time in the WBW? Or, I mean, it would make the most sense. Right? Yeah, you can't really save yeah. it now for the end of the season. Yeah, because it's like, what other like transformational life moment could she have after this? Like, this is this seems like this is the time where like she realizes either you know the the fault in her in her mindset or has such a transformational conversation and under like you know understands her life better after this moment. Uh, that's the way that I would look at it. So I don't, I don't know if there would be a better time for her transformation to the white yeah, to just, happen other than right now. It, it, it kind of makes sense. And, and, and possibly, and this would be kind of cool if they did it this way, maybe even her clothes change because of her experience, like laying in yeah. the water, maybe dyes them white and she just sticks with it. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, Big Wood, no, they're not going to change the canon. I know there's a lot of people like, oh, they could use the WBW to alt timeline the sequel trilogy. Like, you all got to understand, like, that's like Fox News stuff, okay? Yeah. I, I know mean, there's a gonna... wing of people out there that, that you know, think JFK Jr. or JFKJ, JFK is still alive and he's going to come back and bring the apocalypse. And that's what that is, okay? It, it, it's not going to happen. We're not getting new canon. They're not blowing up the timeline, and, and I'll tell you why. I mean, we're going to read a quote from Dave on the WBW. The World Between Worlds is, it is not a time machine. It's not, it doesn't work in a way where you, you can, well, I guess bad guys technically could fuck things up if we le- read his quote here in a little bit, but it, it doesn't operate like the DeLorean, essentially. Um, so yeah, I, I think episode five, predominantly between Ahsoka and Anakin, so she can learn once and for all, A, she's not responsible for his actions. Her leaving and, and uh, leaving him in the order had nothing to do with his fall. He was always destined to be a piece of shit, okay? And with that realization, hopefully she can come to a point of growth and understand that her time is not over yet. She's not done. They need to go back. She needs to go back and kind of finish the fight. Um, And I think we get a light sprinkling of Hera and company at the end, kind of scooping her up out of, I don't know if she's laying in the shore or floating out there somewhere. I mean, here's the thing. She, she could potentially only be unconscious for two minutes, but in in the world between worlds, it could be years take place. So yeah. Cause, and, and here's the thing, like we know they're close. Like we know that they're right above CTOS because the ISI on takes off and yeah. essentially disables their ships. So you know that they're right above the planet. Oh, yeah. So they're, it's they're probably getting down not going to take I mean, them long the, the, to get there. Spoiler alert, Hera and, and the X-Wing will be the people to save Ahsoka. Cause who else will? Who Yang's not yeah. getting in the water. Okay. And Sabine is, 
on the path Gonzo. to Peridius. <laughs> yeah, she, she's not on this galaxy anymore. But so. at, at least in terms of the real world, I think Ahsoka being out to like hair and them is probably only going to be a few minutes. But to us, it, it's going to be an entire episode. And, yeah. And yeah. Uh, hopefully we come out. She's transitioned to the white. They figure some shit out either through her absorbing information through the star map or, like I said, uh, you know, kind of catching a ride with the Pergils and they are off at the end and, of the and episode. Look, like what, what would be even cooler with her transition to the white? I mean, we know, th- again, like going back to Lord of the Rings and Gandalf, when, when Gandalf becomes the white, he has access to powers that he did not as the gray. And if you look at what we, we, what we know Ahsoka can do right now, she has a connection with animals. She has a connection with, with, with animals from when she was a child. And we've seen that through tales from the Jedi with the Morai and everything else. If she comes out of this and she does have like enhanced force abilities, she may be able to connect with the Pergil directly. Okay, yeah. Like Ezra I like could. That. I like that. You know, like, th- like this, this enhanced sense of being from her time and from the enlightenment that she gains uh, on her journey to becoming Ahsoka the White may give her access, like deeper access to this bond that she has with force sensitive animals. Well, well Nick, here's the other her- thing. I, I mean, you could also argue these, these Pergil, we kind of talked about Cetos is either like a home world in this galaxy for them, a breeding ground. The, the ancient civilization that created this broken up temple that allows the, the route to be shown had Pergils all over the structures. So who's to say that the Pergils don't just automatically fly to that galaxy every once in a while and come back? You know what I mean? Like, she might not even have to tell them, this is where we need to go. She just needs to tell them, hey, can you suck us with you? Because we need to follow you on one of your intergalactic hyper routes to this place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So... All right, hey, um, Big Wood, I, I got you now. Yes, I hope we do get new canon out of this episode. I, I yeah, thought, like you see like you see new things. Yes, yeah. I, I am 100% yeah, yeah, behind yeah. you on that for sure. I, I thought yeah, you like were if you, getting into, hey, can we yeah. spun up a new timeline and see? Yeah. I just like, listen, it's, that shit's not going to happen. Like that's Newsmax, yeah. Fox News, conspiracy, no, yeah. nutty, crazy I, yeah, I mean, stuff. <laughs> I really do hope that like, you know, we do get glimpses of things that we've never seen before. I think that would be pretty cool. Like additional context into, you know, Ahsoka during her exile. Like that's, that's something that we have not seen a lot of is like Ahsoka during her exile and really understanding where she was in terms of like her mental space. And then also what she was doing outside of just being fulcrum for the rebel Alliance. Like there's a lot of, of stuff during that time period that we don't know. And we could definitely get glimpses into that during I, this, this journey into the world between worlds. I still think Dave is going to kind of keep that stuff focused on Anakin and Ahsoka and their bond, not so much what she did after leaving. I'm with you. I would love to see some of that, but I, I think it's all going to be, hey, this is a story about you and me, yeah. you know, kind of going, going through. I would, but like, I guess the way that I would really like to see it is like, uh, like Anakin's always been like the Jesus figure for Star Wars. Like he he was always kind of that that like that was his archetype and that was like what he was built to be. So I'd almost like to see it like almost looked at through that lens where it's like, you know, in the depths of your despair, 
while you were exiled and alone, I like you may not have felt me or you may not have wanted to 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 feel me in those moments, but I was still there and I could still see you and I could still feel the emotions that you were going through. You just weren't ready at that time to see me. Yeah, it did just to, like Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. In. It's the same dynamic. Yeah, yeah, like, it's the same thing. Qui-Gon essentially said like, hey, motherfucker, I've I've always been here. You just weren't ready to look. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, something very similar to that dynamic. Between and and, those and two. who's to say her meeting with sane Anakin for the first time isn't all she needs to unlock white mode. Like having, yeah. knowing that sky guy is back. He's talking to me as the good version. I got through my beef over his bad version. And now I know I have him with me at all times again. How's that not going to juice her the fuck up? I mean, it'd be like oh, taking yeah. Star yeah. Wars steroids, four steroids. I got my man with me again. Yeah, Just like how like Luke always had Obi-Wan there to support in his ear like he's fucking going insane. She's going to have that, 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 that feeling of, I've got my guy. I know yeah, he's back. Yeah. He's supporting me. He, he told me what I need to hear. Now I am the version I need to be to get this job done. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that, that would be All a right. perfect way to kind of explain yeah, that. Yeah, I've heard rumblings like we, we might see some of the, the Clone Wars action that took place on, on Ryloth. Uh, I've heard potential Siege of Mandalore glimpses. Um, I, I know for sure we're going to see her in the blue, so that, that makes complete sense. Uh, I, just, I mean, they don't release this in theaters for fun. This is going to be, a, it's going to have a bigger pop maybe 10 times bigger pop than last week. You, yeah. you don't just like, oh, fuck it. Hey, a bunch of people liked episode four. Let's no, they knew what four and yeah, five they, were, were going to do. Like, I, I'll tell you right now, like they didn't decide to do this, this the, like theatrical no, this should takes time, bro. Like contracts ago. have to be like, signed. Yeah. They, they they were doing this from before this season yeah. even was they, released and probably, yeah. Like, they knew the gem they were sitting on here. Yeah. Um, and yep. it, I just I, I think this episode, uh, you know, everyone was going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs last week. Best Star Wars. I mean, people may fucking stroke out over episode <laughs> five. Like it, j- the the amount of I don't even want to say fan service. It's just it it's content we need to see because th- this dynamic of of Skywalker's Padawan has only ever been covered in the animated franchises. It's never been brought into the into the the live action, and this is the shit that all of us to put the time in with the Clone Wars, with Rebels, with all of Disney's Star Wars, which I've enjoyed. I don't, you know, I don't get all upset. This is the culmination of that. This is a huge fucking moment in Star Wars. Um, I would argue it's a massive moment for the prequel generation. Like, like yeah. this is this is their second coming of Christ essentially. Yeah, 100%. So, uh I mean, I'm I'm excited. I I, I will watch this episode before my typical watch on Tuesday before yeah, and the show. It, it should be a sure. doozy, Nick. We'll we'll catch everyone up on runtimes. We got an updated graphic here on the screen right now, but um episode 5 is supposed to be it runs 49 minutes, but I I've heard it's 46 minutes of pure content. So there you go. That's what we've been asking for. That would traditionally be a network TV show hour long with commercial. You usually got yeah. 42 to 43 minutes. 
So we're going to get about 46 minutes of content for episode five. And then six is probably going to be around 41 to 42 minutes. So the next two episodes of Ahsoka are real full length TV episodes. So you are going to have some time to kind of lore world build, provide answers, uh, touch on some memorable moments. So that's exciting. But last thing here before we move on, a world between worlds explainer from Dave Filoni himself. All right, I'm going to read you the quotes. Nick and I will kind of parse it for you, and then we're going to get into uh, like like props tease there. Who from Barbie could be in Ahsoka tonight? Mm-hmm. And now that I've seen the actress, I'm like, well, Jesus, yes, that is a picture perfect cast. For having a, seen, yeah, for like a young seen Barbie, for it's, yeah, it's really it's, it's spot on. I mean, she she looks like a a Dawson. She could be a Dawson family member, like related yeah. to Rosario. Therefore, <laughs> would play well as a younger version. But okay, so uh, and Nick, I I pulled this off of someone off uh, Instagram. That's why it's got yellow highlights. I think it was a Phoenix toy photography. So shout out there. Unlike a lot of other people, I, I, I try not to steal ideas and pass them on as my own. If I ever do speculate on something and you'd be like, hey, I said that, well, good for you. You're almost as good as me. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's what Dave has to say about the world between worlds. So we can kind of put some things to, to ease here. The world between worlds is not about time travel. Okay. Moving on to the next segment. Do we, do we need? Okay, we'll go a little bit deeper. <laughs> it's just about a place where everything comes together and you hear different things echoing throughout the time because it's all fluid in that moment. It's not this material thing. So there, she is in like some sort of plane, okay? Some mystical plane. It's linear. Everything is occurring all the time. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I don't know how real it actually is. I don't want to define that for people anyway, but it's not this place of gateways and doorways that you just go in and out of. Now, Ezra can pull Ahsoka in that world, but remember, she's smart enough to know that she can't leave that world through his door. She'll be destroying the natural balance and order of things. She has to go back from where she came. It's not the system of doorways like you're on an elevator getting off on different floors and times. So let me break it down for you. First and foremost, first sentence, WBW is not time travel. From what I'm reading here, Nick, it is this, this, this plane. All right. Think, think like yeah. the shit Dr. Strange gets himself mixed up in the, the, the astral plane, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's linear, meaning the past the future and present all exist at the same time. You're hearing echoes from all times. To access it, if you don't want to completely crumble the universe, you have to leave and enter through the same door, meaning the same timeline. And, yep. and it makes complete sense. What Dave is saying, if Ahsoka decided to stay with Ezra and left through his door, bye-bye timeline yeah, that's, shit's toast. That's your butterfly right. effect. The fact I mean, that he dropped her off back through the door of the exact time that she was existing in is why the timeline was able to exist without being disturbed. Yeah. I mean, the way that I think about it is like that moment with Ahsoka and Ezra on Malachor 5, him pulling her out, 
that's the way it happened. That's the only way it could have happened. And it, and it's not something that was changed. It's not something that like Ezra went back in, in time and changed this. That's the way that it happened, regardless of everything else that ever happened. Correct. It had to happen that way. Yeah. That was her, that was her fate. That was her destiny. That was always going to happen to her at that particular time. Yeah. Um, So like, the world between worlds, for lack of a better way of ex- exists outside of time. You can see all of time happening at once. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I can really think of that's similar to this is if you've ever seen Fringe, the TV show, like it's not exactly the same, but like at the, the end, like towards the end seasons of Fringe, like there are these watchers that kind of like pop in and out of history and like observe important well, moments dude in it doesn't marvel have a watcher like isn't yeah like that's technically who stan lee's supposed to be i think like when he would like be in all of the movies he was supposed to be like one of the watchers but yeah it's similar to that where like you like they exist outside of time but they can like see all of the events of time happening and that's kind of how the and, world and they don't really is. manipulate it right like they're yeah, no right okay. yeah like they're i mean like in fringe it gets a little bit like like they act like that one of the watchers like does start to like manipulate it. And that causes like a shit ton of problems, which is basically what like, well, that's what he's saying saying here. here. So, (laughs) so listen, I'm not, then now I'm not saying a person couldn't go to the WBW and then try to leave through a different door. He is, he, he's saying that can happen. What he's also saying, if that happens, See you later. Like it literally yeah. could be the end of the world. So I, I know Palpatine and the rebels, he was trying to get access to it. God knows for what, but if he started going in and out of doors that weren't his, he very may well have erased himself somehow. That That's what I was going to say is like, it, what seems like what happened is like, if you try to manipulate like the time stream or manipulate events that are outside of your purview within the world between worlds, you would probably it's, yeah, be it's toast. like deleted as a, as a being. Okay. <laughs> like, All right. So n- now that we've, we've put that out there, don't expect any shenanigans to happen tonight with time travel. I mean, the guy himself that cooked up the, the, the WBW is telling you right now, it's not about time travel. It, it's very purposeful. And, um, I, I'm not saying doors aren't going to, I think they, they very well could be looking through some doors at, yeah, at, could, at the past look for, through for doors. sure, yes. but yes. they're, they're not going to go there and like talk to themselves and whisper to Anakin like, Hey, don't, don't listen to Sidious at the opera house. Okay. They're, they're not going to pull a Barry Allen and, and talk to his mom mm-hmm. in the grocery store about tomato sauce. Okay. So there we go. I'm glad that this started floating around. I actually think this is from back when he introduced in Rebels. I don't, I don't think Dave re-released this statement, so it's nice to kind of get a, a check-in with really the guy that kind of cooked this shit up. And knowing Dave, more than likely, George already had this idea, or Dave ran it by him and got blessed. Uh, I don't think Dave would have created this on his own. Uh, he he very much respects the maker, has taken pretty much anything he does is is in the vein of George Lucas, so... Yeah. And that's why, like, for something like this, that's why only specific, very powerful, very, I mean, I guess you could say, like, very, like, you know, moral force users even have, like, know how to access it. Like, 
you wouldn't like this isn't something that like could be accessed easily or even necessarily accessed at all by no. anybody. I mean, who has Sidious needed Ezra to, to do it because the I, th- exactly. I believe the Loth Wolves or Doom was the one that ultimately led oh. Ezra to that yeah. thing and, and, and got it going. Because didn't Ezra's door have Loth Wolves that started yes. like circling? OK, good. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right. So there we go, my friends. We uh, covered four for you. I saw some of you were happy that I was committing to giving myself an aneurysm. I know you all like that when I get excited, but it's genuine. I remember there are some times it is. It's like I, I just go like, man, if people would just listen to us, like why don't why don't we draw on the numbers like a theory? Like he, he's allowed to just get wrong prediction after wrong prediction after stupid shit after stupid shit after stupid shit. And people come back and lap it up like he, he's giving them gold. He's spinning gold over there. It's it's the confidence in which you say something wrong, and that's why, uh, like that's why like Trump was super popular right. is because like <laughs> everything he said was just dumb and wrong, but he said it with, with such confidence. Well, that- I, hey, hey, I'll give it to you. I'm not like this in real life, but I typically on this show, I'm pretty fucking. I'm borderline. I'm not even borderline. I am cocky about my my predictions so i say them with confidence no one gives a fuck yeah i don't know i don't know maybe it's just like intern hit me up he's like uh, on wednesday he's like dude you fucking pretty much predicted the entire episode from start to finish why do more people not get tuned into your show i'm like hey that's a great fucking question pal I don't know. Like, I don't even know why I still do this. What's the point? (laughs) Like, what is the fucking point? It's like, hello out there. I'm screaming into the fucking void. This is what you should be thinking about this stuff. And I have a pretty good track record now. Multiple shows, movies, you name it. And this isn't, I'm not being fed this information. I'm taking what I know about Star Wars and I spin it out. So we'll see tomorrow. I laid down my predictions for five. We'll see if they hit. But moving on to our last segment before the fan segment, Nick. We, we talked about run times. But here's the big one here. Um, it's coming from Bespin Bulletin. Not his exclusive or rumored. It actually came from Reddit. I'm starting to think we probably could have got this one, but my, my news source is a bit hesitant. But it, it, it's looking like uh, young Ahsoka, spoilers, that's going to happen tonight. Uh, is going to be played by, what is it, uh, Ariana Greenblatt, Nick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, who has just recently starred in Barbie, and she was also in Infinity War as young Gamora. Uh, we we have a shot of her uh, from Bestman Bulletin up here on the live stream if you want to check her out. But, I mean, Nick, you just look at that shot, you're like, yep. Yeah, that looks that, yeah, that she looks so much like Rosario. Yeah, whoever whoever is the fucking casting director on this show, give him a raise because it is I guarantee with the makeup on, she's going to look fucking just like a young Rosario, like a teenage Rosario. It's it's as good as it gets. Um, yeah, and, and she was great in Barbie. I mean, like she she played she, a really good. She was she was the daughter like she was America Ferreira's daughter in Barbie. Oh, so like, so like yeah. one of the main roles then. Yeah. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. no, really, Ferrara was kind of like the second lead. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Fer- Ferrara was the second lead, but like she's the kid that like when Barbie goes to 
high goes to the yeah, high school and makes fun like of she's her. the okay. one that yep. yeah got yeah, you exactly so i mean as as a i don't know if anyone read this article's read things about ariana but i mean she's essentially been in nothing but billion dollar movies so yes you know not 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 a bad track record so uh expect to see this lovely young lady tonight as young ahsoka ahsoka hopefully in the maroon and the blue like we teased last week with our exclusive uh but yeah i mean it's it's a picture perfect casting uh, just, yeah, just based on this image and and i i 100 think this is legit this is who we're gonna see I just hope we get to see her in multiple versions of, of young Ahsoka. Like give us the original, the, you know, Hey sky guy, the, you know, where she started and then give us kind of where she ended in, in her siege of Mandalore. Get up. That'll do it for me. All right, my friends, it is that time. See, we, we barely had any topics yet. That lovely breakdown of episode four and our pregame for five, ate up a ton of time. So it is already time for the fan segment we do it every week the only stupid podcast to honor our fans on a regular basis and we give you two avenues to be praised starting with our question of the week i uh you know nick i changed the graphic up a little bit this week we we, we do share a lot of stuff on ig and it seems these days just text on the background ain't moving the meter so I, I've, I've tried mm-hmm. to change some things up uh, our our new account is is mostly dead at this point in time, which is fine. I, I don't have it in me to try and grow it. So we'll just keep putting out our content and you all will keep not sharing it. And that's what we like. That's the system we appreciate. <laughs> that keeps us kind of low key, low level, uh, zero influence on the at large Star Wars fan base. We love that. So keep it up. But uh, question of week here. I'm a little scattered. So let me get some screens pulled up while we wait if we had a fred he could be playing some music right now maybe the jeopardy theme would be a good one that's right there we go we're we're almost there thanks nick nick's he's working overtime today look at that fucking graphic people i'm an adobe express master question of the week what was your favorite at least favorite part from ahsoka episode four fallen jedi hey nick who is the fallen Jedi? <laughs> was it Darth is Vader? It? They played his voice. He played his music. <laughs> I don't think it was him. I don't Stupid think. assholes. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, go ahead. Yeah, you, you do it. I, right, I have yeah. more fun when you read them. Kick it off. Ripic Tan says, amazing episode with so many standout moments. I'm sticking with Ray Stevenson's performance as Balin. What an awesome and interesting character. 100%. Yeah. We agree. Yeah, he's a killer. Holy he's tones. Killer. Have fun with that. <laughs> you got to read yeah, the emojis gotta... too. Oh gosh. All right. Yeah. Tones. Oh, it, it's it's a an, dissertation. Uh, yeah. Wrote a full paragraph, multiple paragraphs here. He says this episode was easily the best Star Wars TV ever produced. Not really comparing Ahsoka to Andor as it's fantasy elements versus grounded environment. And the two are vastly different. The pacing, fight choreography, cinematography, direction, Sound and music were all absolutely incredible. We need more live action ghost scenes, please. No, we don't. I I need to stop buying (laughs) shit, please. Uh, Balin is rapidly becoming one of my favorite Star Wars characters. His screen presence is outstanding. His line, how inevitable, perfection. Such a shame Ray passed away and won't get more of his character. And we won't get more of his character. Sure we will. Artificial intelligence, don't sign the deal. (laughs) 
Don't sign yeah, the SAG Astra deal. <laughs> don't do that. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with this character. It's not guaranteed that he won't be around, but the assumption is that he won't be. Uh, Tones goes on to, to say <laughs> the only slight niggle was the Marek scene and the lack of explanation on the character as a whole, but meh, shoulder shrug. I, I love I, uh, that term, but I don't think that's a term Americans that, should throw around yeah, a, a, no. a lot. Okay. I, it felt odd for me to say. Yeah, it. I was like, "Thank <laughs> God you're saying it," because yeah, the the two yeah. too many G's next to, or after an N I. Yeah, yeah, just very not comfortable. Uh, anyway, the last thirty seconds, I was sat open mouth. The only other time that happened previously was Luke's appearance at the end of Mando season two, seeing Anakin and Ahsoka together in live action. Head explosion. <laughs> That was probably one of my favorite scenes uh, or scene transitions, too, with the waves turning to ripples in the world between worlds. Absolutely exceptional episode and probably some of my favorite Star Wars content in many years. Seriously can't wait for next week's episode to see where it goes. Heart on fire again. (laughs) Can someone please... Do a question of the week, all emojis, so I can just hear, oh, God. hear Nick and fucking translate Please. them. I love Please it. Don't. I like, he's like, head explode. <laughs> <laughs> all oh, right. man. So thank hey, you, Tones. Why, for why the fuck do they spell one. favorite wrong over there? They, they like their they OU, the right? They, they like the that U. U. Yes. I know we say mm-hmm. it wrong. They started first. It's fine. But, <laughs> hey. It's like they say right. H and Z the fuck is that yeah they 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 do like the hard h what, sound, what the fuck is a I, h man it's h <laughs> <laughs> like, if, if it if it truly was a, a h my name would be matt h wood h wood yep <laughs> okay i don't know all right bango 31 says Balin. trying to catch Balin an escape con yeah, he's uh, he's out there on the streets right now, but he's thinking about Balin Skull. He says, holy shit, this guy just oozes charisma. I turn to the dark side to follow the dude. You don't have to. He's not a dark side follower. We called true, it here. True. Um, credit to the writing for having him change tactics on a dime for Ahsoka to Sabine. The duels were the antithesis of what the prequels gave us. A fight with real stakes. I actually gave a shit. I wasn't over, it wasn't over choreographed, just, it was just good. Yeah. So yes, good stuff there from Panko. That's like I said, it did feel like a, it's the perfect harmony between the, the slower fights of the OT and sequel and the snappier shit of the prequels. Great balance. Yes, it really was. I don't know who did the fight choreography on, on that particular episode, but it was Aces. Um, Next up, Pixel Rope says... This duels were all top notch. Kudos to the stunt team. But Hu Yang as Rocky Balboa was oh, my yeah, that's right. favorite he single is... <laughs> moment. We, we didn't even talk Damn about it. that. But that was so fucking Again, funny. Yeah, it's right. Watching Fuck. the two droids like literally have a <laughs> fist fight. Oh man. Yeah, you great. know, like Hu Yang, Yang's kind of got that grievous shit going on too. Like he can pop out those. He's got multiple mini arms, arms in the yeah. back. I mean, he, he was doing yep. all right for a while until uh, you know he caught, caught one to the dome a few too many times. Yeah, I mean, yeah. again, Hu Yang, kicking ass, taking names, Just love them. The best. Uh, press pause photography says, focusing all my will to not pick the obvious answer, I'll say the fact that Ahsoka lost her battle with Balin. I was worried that how powerful she was in Rebels taking on multiple Inquisitors with ease, that Filoni wouldn't let her lose in well, this hey, show. That's why you need to listen to me on Tuesday. I told you she was going to get thrown off the mic. Even Nick didn't believe me. 
I, yeah, no, I was, I was definitely, I was like, no way she gets tossed off the cliff, but you have to know now in star Wars, whenever there's a cliff visible, oh, somebody's falling they off. Gone. Of uh, so he says, uh, I'm so happy to be wrong. She gets tossed multiple times in that duel. Balin absolutely schools her emotionally and physically. It's exactly what the character needed for this story, and it makes me so excited to see her rise did, after. And Nick, her did fall. you notice that both of them went super cyan once they saw their? Well, Ahsoka thought her Padawan was dead. He saw yeah. his Padawan get tossed like a rag doll. In each instance, they increased their power. But Balin, oh, yeah. once once she fucked with Shin, he's like, "All right, I'm going Darth Vader on you," and just like, "Hua, hua, hua, see ya." Yeah, truly, just like. This is another level tapped in into a really little bit of that anger for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you really haven't experienced this level of, of power before. So here, here's a little taste. Um, going on this more, we got Wayne LMG 2002 says Ray as Balin is perfect. He's portraying a conflicted character, a conflicted villain with a clear purpose. Perfectly a terrible shame. And at least we'll have these performances to admire. Yeah, true. Uh, Mark Ali Geyer says, uh, great episode, but Merrick ended up being a waste added, adding nothing to the series. I still think that they're going to like, they're going to eventually say that this guy was a night sister construct or I, I like what you're saying like and that. I hope they do. I, I do like in the end, listen, Merrick having a deep backstory has no impact on the story Dave is trying to tell in this season, but it would be nice to get something more than just it was a dude. Yeah, like it was a guy in an armor and then he is no longer a like guy like in was an armor. it an inquisitor we knew that was resurrected? Will they just come out and say it was the eighth uh, resurrected? I, I mean, yeah, sure, that'd be great. Something, but. even if it is just like a minute, like a ditty, just to say, like, oh yeah, this, <laughs> this is what Remember, happened. Dude, anytime we make narrative sense, just expect uh, it not just, to happen. Yeah. Uh, um, all right, next up, Black Series Natural Light says, best of the bunch, great duels, less exposition, betrayal, and surprise ending. Classic cliffhanger. Cannot wait for tonight. <laughs> gotta this be, is gotta be a prequels series... fan. Prequels fans, they're the yeah. ones like, fuck story, just give me flashy lightsabers. Yeah, it's like, fight, fight, fight. <laughs> Bad stuff. Who needs it? Who needs to set up the world or characters? Let's just fucking get yeah. to the fighting. Ex- exposition is important too, guys. <laughs> Um, then he finishes and says, this is where the series should have started. Well, it, would have, um, it wouldn't have popped, would have though. Uh, come on. No sense. <laughs> it would have made no sense if it started here. You needed the exposition to feed into what is actually uh, going on in this now, now you guys know why I have mental problems with Star Wars fans, <laughs> right? But we, we love you, Black Series Natural yeah. Light. Thanks for playing. Thank you for your response. And, and Natural and the Light is the here. best way to shoot Black Series. You're not wrong. Uh, last response here from Obi Simp Kenobi says, <laughs> my favorite part was seeing Anakin at the end. I like that. There you go. Obi I Simp mean, sometimes Kenobi. it's as simple as that. Simple as seeing Anakin at the end. All right. Beautiful stuff, people. Way to go. All right. So that's the end of our question of the week. Now we're going to move into our top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week. To get involved with this segment, there is one way to do it. Add tag at StarWarsTime.show. That's where I pull Nick all of our top fives like me. from. He doesn't fuck around. Add tag Look, or bust if you want to make top five. Yeah. Add tag at Star Wars Time Show to get yourself entered into the top five sweepstakes each week. Uh, to do that, just 
go ahead, add tag on your Star Wars posts on Instagram. I will see them when I am parsing through all of our tags to pick the top five for that week. That's the way to do it. But you can also go ahead and toss the hashtag Star Wars Time Show on there as well. That's a growing hashtag that has over 160,000 uses. So let's keep those numbers climbing up. Uh, so let's kick off this week's top five with Clone War 501st. And they have an awesome, just a nice like static portrait shot of our favorite girl in blue. And I'm talking about Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan Kreese in her blues and her night sister, or not night sister, night owl blues. Yes. The two percenters out there. Clone Wars 501st hey, is probably I want to know, one. why is Katie Sackhoff moving back to Oregon? Can someone tell me? I didn't know that that was happening. Oh, but come on, dude. You don't, you don't follow her on Instagram? Come on. No, I, I mean. I don't use Instagram Yeah, she she, she put it like they're, they're, they've packed up and she went back to her home state. I'm just, I'm wondering, like, is she done acting or is she just over Southern California? I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like typically that's where she works. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I guess you could always fly a bit more. Oh, yeah. You know, travel back. Oregon's not that far. Well, they're also not working anytime soon either. So, yeah, I'd say right now, (laughs) it's not not like she has anything to do. Nobody's nobody's working right now. So she's like, look, I'll get myself a nice little piece of property out there. If she has any sort of inside track on what's happening with these uh, discussions. And I assume she does since she's a working actor in Hollywood. And she's on one of the biggest productions in Hollywood. She probably has an idea of like, hey. It's probably going to be a while. I saw like, Um, you know, some idiot left a comment like, we don't want you liberal California elites coming to Oregon. And she's like, hey, fuckhead, I literally was born and raised there. You get the fuck out of Oregon. So, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that Oregon is a pretty liberal state to start with. But I think they have one town that has successfully seceded to Idaho. I'm not kidding. Like they literally were able to loop themselves in at least politically voting wise into Idaho. (laughs) My gosh. People are so fucking broken here. Um, Uh, But anyways, we we, we love this shot. We love the two percent. Clone Wars 501 ST. Get some. That's right. Next up, Tanks 666 with an awesome Here, here's duality. A, this is kind of what we may get tonight. You know, the, the, yeah. the duality of Anakin showing Ahsoka like, look, I'm a fuckhead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, so what we see here in the shot is a, a kind of like back-to-back shot of, of Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker um, in the same shot here, both of them with their lightsabers ignited, the red blade for Vader and the blue blade for Anakin. And it really is kind of like showing the, the duality of the character that, that really was the genesis of Star Wars itself, even though he wasn't prominently, you know, Anakin wasn't prominently featured in the original trilogy. He was kind of the, the entire, you know, the, the, the Jesus figure that, that brought birth to the Skywalker saga. Um, and we're seeing the two sides of that character here, the light side of Anakin and the dark side of Darth Vader. So, yeah, like you said, Matt, we, we may get to see some of the, the darker side of, of Anakin Skywalker during this, this upcoming episode of, uh, of Ahsoka it, here. It, so. It's another shot to just like, in the end, people, save your money, buy hot toys, Okay. I can tell you right now, someone that went fucking crazy 
on Hasbro shit, Black Series, it's not even close. Like, it is not even close the quality of collectible you get. And, And I can assure you, if you're still collecting the little plastic, by the end of the year... I bet your bill is in the thousands. So it, it, it truly is no different than if you buy a few hot toys throughout the year too. PSA mm-hmm. over, moving on. Next up, Darth Ponty, P-O-N-T-Y. I, 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 uh, I, like, I, I love that Nick picked this. It's like, it was just, it's a funny little scene and it's, you know, <laughs> is it, is it the, the, the heights of what toy photography could be in terms of quality? No, it's a very well-posed shot, and it's funny. So what we see here is we have good old wrinkly Palpatine without his hood on, just full post-electrocution uh, wrinkled Palpatine standing next to Darth Revan uh, with uh, Darth Vader on the far right side of the frame. And what we see here is Darth Revan saying... Uh, well, it's, it's Palpatine saying, oh shit, it's him. Play it cool to Darth Revan. And then Revan saying wrinkles here wants me to kill you to Vader. And then Vader on his helmet has the little nervous, uh, like, like the little, if you've ever seen like a kid, like a child's cartoon, when a character is like upset or nervous, that little, like, uh, red squiggle. Oh, that okay. Comes That's up what that is. Head. I thought That's that was that a, a targeting reticle. So I'm like, what is yeah. going on in this fucking no, shot? It makes like, no sense. Yeah, no, it's like the like when they have that little nerve. Like when kids in okay. cartoons get All nervous right. okay. and they have that All little right. squirt, like that little thing. I got you. So now. Vader's I just got standing there with his hands, <laughs> like, oh no, what am I gonna do? <laughs> it's just a funny little scene between these three characters. Um, I like how Revan was the one that 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 um that Sidious chose to kill Vader because he surely could, I assume, um, you know, uh, but yeah, it's just, just funny wrinkles here wants me to kill you says Revan to Vader. (laughs) So fun stuff there from Darth Ponty. Um, next up is a shot from our good friend at Sir Dork, Sir Dork, Jared, uh, our good friend helping to promote our show. Thank you so much, Jared, for the signal boost. Uh, we always appreciate all the love that you show to us in your in your stories and in your posts themselves. But what we see here is our good friend Ahsoka Tano, who is obviously the star of the Ahsoka show that's currently going on now. She's listening to our show. She has the the earbuds, the i uh, the iPod earbuds popped out of their case. Uh, Jared has the show pulled up on his phone and she's listening to the Star Wars time show as all of you should be. So take it from Ahsoka herself. Listen to the Star Wars time show. And thank you again, Jared, for this excellent promotion. And I kind of put out a little reaction video to it, thanking him and that, but I want to double down on the show. Like th- this just goes to show the quality of individual that Sir Dot Dork, aka Jared Middleton, is. Uh, yeah. He he didn't have to do this. He he's one of the bigger accounts that follows us. Uh, he he what what the fuck does he doesn't owe us shit? But this guy from day one, the moment we grabbed one of his picks, has kind of looped into us, stuck with us, promotes us when he can, does shit like this, works with us on our D and D project. Never says no, has guest hosted with me, did an interview with us, and now he does something like this. And I was like, Jared, this is one of your lowest 
lowest engagement shots. Never do this again. You do not want the Star Wars <laughs> Time Show, a.k.a. Matt on social media curse. Like, we literally are cancer. We are a black cloud. So we still appreciate him taking one for the team, killing his engagement, and possibly killing his account by featuring our logo in one of his shots. Yeah, yeah. But good stuff. Thank you so much, Jared. We appreciate all of the work that you've done with us for us to help us build our profile in this show. So thank you, sir. Uh, and the last one here and, and Matt, you're going to have to pop this yeah. one open on at your... first. I was like, man, Nick must've been drinking last night. Cause he only picked fucking no. four of these. And I actually went and I picked one. And then I realized, yeah, the link didn't resonate. Yeah. So like, I, I'm not sure. And, and I know that snaps listens to the show. So this is from at action figure snaps S N A P Z on Instagram. Um, I don't know if he has like a, a setting on his Instagram profile that doesn't allow for, for his shots to be embedded. But that was the issue here is that the, the link just wouldn't embed, but it's such a good shot that I was like, it's got, it has to be shown to the masses. Um, I mean, knowing us, yeah, he probably hates us at this point in time and has, yeah. has blocked the account. <laughs> yeah. He's blocked, blocked us from it. Um, but what we have here from action figure snaps is an awesome shot of Darth Malgus, the main villain of the slow tour uh, online video game, the, the Star Wars, the Old Republic MMO. Darth Malgus is making his way through a, uh, looks like through some sort of Republic vessel at the time and has cut down many Jedi in oh, his yeah. wake. At least three. You can see two, two rogue Jedi down in front of him and then another, as you said, Matt slumped over in the back. He's dragging his red blade across the, the floor, the, the metal grate floor. Love of the that ship. little effect he put in there. Like the, oh, yeah, the, the melting the, metal. Yeah. yeah. The melting metal. And, and Malgus, for those of you who aren't familiar with him is just such a fucking awesome character. And the design of Malgus is what makes him even more cool. It's, it's like, it's, it's, it's crazy for me to say this, but it's like, a crazier looking Darth Vader. He has the the respirator, but half of his face is still showing. He doesn't wear a full helmet, uh, a largely mechanical upper body. Right. Um, and, and just like fully armored, just this like almost looking like a heavy armored Sith tank. Yeah. I mean, uh, I hate, you know. I, I don't want to say this. I don't think I'm going to say it, but he, he does almost look as cool if not cooler than Darth Vader and that that hurts my fucking heart to say I know it's like you, you are the the biggest Vader homer Vader that is, I know he is my guy and I'm I, for some reason I can't get the browser to scroll down enough so you guys can actually see his fucking shot on the stream I apologize um but it, it shots like this I've seen other people do them and this is a black series figure. I think if I found them in the wild, I'd have to buy, even though I, I, just, I haven't bought any in like a year and a half, but it just looks so great. But yeah, man, it's like, he's kind of like a less armored Vader, right? But mm -hmm. shares yeah. elements. Like he's got the white bald head and he's kind of got the, the, the breather mask on, but he doesn't need the full helmet to cover his whole visage. It's just, I don't want to, I can't, I can't keep speaking it out loud. <laughs> it does make me feel funny, but. Um, damn, Malgus looks fucking cool as shit. He really does look like a badass. I mean, he 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 looks like he could give Vader a run for his money. 
Oh yeah. I mean, it's such a, and like you can, if you don't want to watch or play star Wars, the old Republic, just go on YouTube, look up the star Wars, the old Republic, uh, cinematic trailers, the, 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 the cutscenes from the game that include Malgus are some of the best that you'll see. Um, and it really like back when this game first released, I I've logged, I've logged hundreds, if not you know, close to, you know, 500, 600 hours of this game easily, maybe even more than that. And what really drew me into it and what really drew me into being when I first started playing a dark side only player was the character of Malgus. And, uh, Nick, is he, is he taller than Anakin or Vader? I I guess. I don't know. It's hard to say, but he is like, seven i think he's probably seven feet tall so he is uh, yeah he's very large he's a he's a, a hulking figure for sure um, so i guess the question but, is you know and you know you, you, force, you, you used to do battles between force users and whatnot would he compete against the chosen one or vader still has more juice it's it's always so hard to like compare like Especially old Republic Sith to to like more modern. Yeah, because they're like Sith. pure Sith, right? I mean, they're like as yeah, Sithy Sith as it gets. Exactly, and like they're like back then, just like I don't know. If are they over even time, more evil? Like, like but you think are they even more fucked up than because Palpatine, oh, yeah. like for the most part, oh yeah, he didn't show any of like his fucked up side. He was very put together, organized, and stuck to his plan. Where I'm assuming these guys were as bad as it gets. Like they lived to be bad. Oh yeah, exactly. Like these, these are the Sith that would drain the okay. the, the planets right. for like entire planets okay. for power. I mean, they were truly just like when you hear Palpatine yell "unlimited power," That's what he is referring to yeah. is like the old, uh, old Republic Sith that were just juiced up as possible, and like so. I mean, I, I think that he could give Vader a run for his money because it just felt like in the old Republic. The the force itself was just more potent and okay. it just felt more powerful. Um, and I don't know if it's only because like we've only ever seen the the old republic displayed through video games and they always jack shit up to a thousand in video games to make you feel more powerful. But man, Mal Malgus well, was a force to be I mean if you with. Th- if you think about it, what fuels a dark side user's power? It's hate, anger, all that shit, fear. So if you're telling me like these people, that's all they fucked with was hate, anger and fear, then, yeah, they were probably juiced to the gills at all times. I mean, the one could suck a world dry. Yeah. Darth Darth Nihilus could could literally on his own drain the life force from an entire (laughs) planet. Uh, Yeah, I don't know, man. Mr. Mr. More machine than man probably would have himself a a tight little match with this guy. And yeah, like I, so. I, I hate comparing the two because I'm such a homer for Vader, but all these fucking shots of this Malgus figure, like man, he really is probably the second baddest ass looking motherfucker. And that used to be Darth Maul for me, but Malgus might be up there now. Yeah, he's climbing up. I, I recommend everybody to go watch some of those Swotor. Oh yeah, I remember trailers. that. And, and, and <laughs> there are people, Nick, that have made movies from those, right? Where they they yeah. essentially stitch like them stitched all from them the all. game together, and you got like twenty hours of content to watch or something. Oh yeah, I mean it's fantastic stuff. Honestly, I should so. I should do that one of these nights instead of putting on some of the dumb shit I watch before I go to bed. I mean I watch some of the yeah. dumbest shit before I go. to and bed. And there's like. 
and I'm I'm pretty behind on the game now because I haven't subbed for a while. So there's content out there that I still haven't played, and I'm sure that there are new cinematics that would get me juiced. And I know that like I I think that that Lucasfilm or or the intention is like Swotor is changing developers, so like Swotor is being given to a different developer that isn't Bioware anymore because since its release. It's been under the development and stewardship of Bioware, but now it's being given to a different developer who I feel like is going to give the game more attention than it's been given yeah, recently. Yeah, you typically don't switch developers on a game that old with the intent of killing it. You you yeah. want new life breathed into it almost. Yeah, and it, like I had heard something even like a couple years ago that like the intention with this game was to try to like almost revitalize it in a way. So so I may find myself diving back into the world of Star Wars, the old Republic in the near future, just because of, you know, the, the new content that I haven't played. And then also this new handoff to the, or this handoff to the new developer could mean a a second life for the game, which is exciting because it really is a a content. It's like a content well out there for those of you who are interested in new, new or old Republic. While it's, it's not Canon. We do know out of the nine eras, the old Republic is it's etched in stone at this point in time at Lucasfilm. So exactly. uh, There's nothing listed under it, but the old Republic is there. So there is a chance. There is a chance. All right. You're telling me there's a chance. Excellent stuff. Okay. That's the end of the top five for this week. And that's the end of our show. Thank you all for tuning in and enjoy the Ahsoka episode. Oh, I know. Look at this. We're, we're hour and 20 away. If you're on the East coast, well, really wherever you're at, you're an hour and 20 away, uh, which is exciting. I, I, I really dig this. I hope they stick with this new type of schedule, even though we're not going to get a new star Wars show. Probably, Sadly, if the strike keeps drawing out until late 24, if not early 25. So uh, we're going to have to get pretty creative after the Ahsoka series and throughout the next year as we try to spin new episodes of the Star Wars time show. Beep, boo, Star Wars time show for you on a weekly basis. Because, Nick, I think it's time to put 277 to bed, right? Okay. Indeed. Let's Close us on Let's out. do that. It's always been fun, my friends. Thanks to all of you that just got in here. Even Rick coming in just at the end. Don't worry, Rick. You can always watch the replay or catch it on the podcast on Wednesdays when we drop this shit show on those platforms. If you are new here, hey, how did you stumble upon this clusterfuck? We would love to know. Because maybe we can get some more people and trick them in to spending or wasting some of their time with us on this Tuesday evening. But like I said, if you are new, hopefully you enjoyed what you listened to, what you saw. That's pretty much the Star Wars time show for you. We are the best. I am the most awesome. Nick is second most awesome. So come be awesome with us. And the best way to do that, StarWarsTime.net. Check it out. You can find all of our Jump 2 links. You can sub to the podcast platforms. All we ask that if you do... Please leave a rating and review. If you're watching this right now, let's start clicking those likes. And more importantly, leave comments. I dare you to leave a shitty comment because that stuff could juice someone else to start shitting on us, which could start more comments, which could juice the algo and take us to the next level. Because in the end, toxicity is key to success in the Star Wars fandom. The more toxic we are and our fans are, the more toxic comments we get 
the more the AI algorithms are going to love us and promote us, and the more people will come and catch the gospel of the SWTS. I'm not messing around. I schooled you all today. This is where you come to get speculations for new Star Wars. This is where you come to share your ideas so we can tell you that they're stupid. We will not lead you astray. We will not blow smoke up your ass. We will take you to the promised land of Star Wars speculations. We will clarify the unclarifiable. All right? And you know why? Because there's always time for Star Wars time. There's always time. Think about that. All you motherfuckers that get so upset about Star Wars, are you a fan? Because to me, there's always time for Star Wars time. All right, everyone. We love you. We don't hate you. At least not right now. Do what you got to do. I'll see those of you that get down with Ahsoka tonight in Discord. I've been enjoying at least dropping my thoughts and seeing what you all cook up overnight. Let's have some fun in there. You know, it's like uh, 60 of you now. Let, let, let's start using it for something more than just, you know, hey, we'll drop this, we'll drop that. This is probably going to be an episode where our heads are all going to be mushy and we're all going to be asking questions and we're all going to be thinking things. Just remember, I will make sure you're thinking the right things. And that's all that matters. All right, my friends. You know what we like to do about this time. And that's to remind you to be a good fan, share away, juice the algos. And don't forget, if you do listen to our humble little show, that the force will be with you. Always. Always.